go, fellas. It's another episode of Rose Tinted Reels. How cool is that? It's happening again. I, I think that this is just, it's a miracle. And I, I would like us all to acknowledge the miracle that is today. But, but Zach, yeah. I, we're not alone. What are you talking about? There's, this is my home. There's something out there uh-huh. creeping. Looking. Are you writing a screenplay for what is this? Is this a bit? The Creeping Kid. Is this a bit? Perfect you're doing? for our film, The, the Creeping, creeping Kid. kid. <laughs> <laughs> but no, again, they, sorry. they were uh, filming Tall, Angular, Veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't what he was suited for, was no. it? Yeah. No. And his hand was not up a donkey's. Anyway, hi, Poor cuss. Eddie Izzard. Oh, my God. Is that the person you're talking about that's entered Look, my home? I was home? just going to let you guys riff. It was <laughs> fine. I was just going to sit here and go, I guess this is what they do. So This um, is what we do. Cool. <laughs> yeah. um, I was just going to say, hey, uh, well, thanks for having me. Um, I'll just sit here and applaud. <laughs> Thank you, if you would. Yeah, that, that'd be great. Oh, no, shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, that, was, that, was, that was raucous cheering. Yeah, so that's I, what we do. I will say that no matter which one of those you played, it would have been applicable. The laughter? The laughter or the applause. You were being funny. Oh, thank you. But we were deserving applause. Thanks for saying so. I'm always deserving applause. Thank you very much. <laughs> so this is Rose Tinted Reels. Yeah. I'm one of the hosts, Allison Krauss. Show enough. I can't argue with that. It's true. It's that's catchy. the first time I've ever heard that. I know, yeah. isn't that odd? <laughs> I was just like I was like I was like, wait a minute, is this her nom de plume? I was like, wait, oh wait, no, wait. No. That's a real thing. She's fucking married. <laughs> <laughs> but to but to a person that gives you just a great name. It's true. I could be your country music singer. You could Allison be Krauss. my superhero. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Had that not quite clicked? No, now it did. Now I'm like, thanks for having me. I'm going to go back home now. Gouge know. out my eyes and ears. <laughs> Do you know any of the Allison Krauss songs? Because I sure don't. I, sh- I, I just know the name. That's yeah. about all I've got. Well, that's as far as we got to. Yeah. So wait, wait. After you got married and you your name officially uh, is shared with a very, very world famous uh, country star? World is it famous, folk? Country? Sure. Yeah, I think Why so. not? Isn't she World? a country star? Do, do people in other countries listen to country? I want to like, is there anybody out there listening from Slovakia? If you are and you know Alison Krauss, please let us know. We we <laughs> do have a Swedish listener. See, there you, so, uh, so Sweden, let us know if you know who Alison Krauss is. Yeah. And yeah. then rate us a five-star rating because we're looking at you, Sweden. Do the right thing. Leave us a five-star review. Just like Spike Lee. Do the right thing. Do, always. <laughs> do the right thing. All right. So, uh, uh I don't have any personal news to share with anybody. You haven't shared your name yet. My, haven't I? No. <laughs> I was going to say, I have no idea who you are. Well, my <laughs> you've entered my home and you don't even know who I am. I do that a lot. The audacity. He makes a lot of new friends. Go street doors, to street. There's doors. I mean, this is a very like you know tight-knit community. I just sure. walk in and I'm like, hi, what's for dinner? <laughs> what a man. Ooh, that, doesn't that is sound a masculine <laughs> attribute of, of a person. Just walking street to street, walking in people's homes. Hey. I'm joining you. Uh, yes, whether you like it or not. No, no, no. You're going to enjoy spaghetti it. Spaghetti is going to be delicious. Yeah. So Does my- it always have to be spaghetti? Yes, because if it's seafood, I run in the opposite direction. Poor they fella. can put seafood on spaghetti. That's disgusting. No, it's not. It's a beautiful thing. Not, no. Is this the kind of podcast that I've signed <laughs> up for? Because I yeah. think. Yeah, it's a pro seafood podcast. So, well, that's it. Thank so you very much. <laughs> I, and I'm no, no, no. Stay. We need you. We, we are five minutes in, and people don't know that I'm here with my normal co-host, yeah, that's Mr. Zachary Pumpkin. I've been, well, that's not my last name. You've gotten it wrong. 
Though for the season, it's it's appropriate. That's why I did it. Seasonally appropriate. Well, I like that, but people won't know. People are dumb. People are going to be like, that guy's name is actually Pumpkin. I'm not going to listen to this. <laughs> His name is Mr. Zachary Duncan. Mm. And we are joined here today by the legendary. Mm. Thank you. The one. That's true. The only. Always. Benji the cat. Oh, <laughs> God, you, you did a fake <laughs> out. Know, you did a fake out. Everyone's confused. No, we are here with my cousin and friend mm. and friend of Mr. Zachary Duncan, mm. Mr. Mm. Christopher Barchlett, King mm. of Halloween. Yep. Yes, thank yep. you very much for having me. I appreciate it, especially the title King of Halloween. King of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I always take it. It's, yeah, it's, it's very true. You throw the best Halloween parties probably in the universe, thank but you. definitely on Earth. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. There's visual proof of it. Um, yeah, I've got photos everywhere. Absolutely. Do you want to uh, promote your Instagram or something that's got some fancy photos? You don't um, have to. No, I mean, I mean, I, I guess my photos would be on my Facebook page. My Instagram is mostly just uh, is just uh, it's just images um, of my life, and so the party's in there a little bit. Your so life many, is a big party. But so. if you go to my Facebook page, you know Christopher Barlett Facebook page, yep. that's where I, I've each, I've got the uh, that's the where parties f- per year. Okay. I've got all the photos, and it started there with maybe twenty photos because this is back. When I started it, we were still taking actual photos Hell and yeah. getting them developed. And then I was wait, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you talking about something that actually requires physically yes, development? Yes. And then what? I had to put it on a scanner. What era are you from? I, this well, is like the I 1820s. Born, I was born in, in a log cabin in, in the Carter administration. That's right, kids. <laughs> do your math. So well, for the kids who are listening, can you tell them who Carter is? Because they might not know. He was a peanut farmer. <laughs> A good one? Peanut farmer president. (laughs) The one before Reagan. Now, who was Reagan? Well, he was the one before Bush. Ronald Reagan? The the actor? (laughs) (laughs) I suppose Dan Weinman. (laughs) Yes, yes. Ronald Reagan, the actor slash president. But before then was Jimmy Carter, and he was president in the 70s. I was born in 78. That's right, folks. 78. You're younger than the people in this movie, though. This is true. This is true. All of them. Uh, Each and every one of them. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Can confirm. Yeah. Actually, when did when did when did Haim die? Because he might actually. Yeah. Two thousand ten. Oh, but how old was he? Thirty eight, I think it said. Oh, so yeah. So I am older than him. Yep. Well, on that morbid note. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't have any. Uh, does anybody have any personal news they'd like to share? Because that's this, this is the section for it. Uh, well, have you talked about your personal news? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen to our show, Chris. Look, <laughs> it's it's weird. I actually I I, I do another podcast, but I oh don't yeah, promote really promote your podcast. podcast. Promote your podcast. Oh, okay, the podcast I do with my friend uh, Mav, a longtime um, high school friend, and uh, our also mutual friend from high school, Hank Price. Uh, that's his uh, secret name because he doesn't he doesn't want his name name out there. Um, but we do. Um, um, I'm we sorry. Do this podcast. is an, this is an American not seeking fame. Yes. I'm really yes, confused right yes. now. Well, he's, he, he just likes to, you know, because he likes to be able to go in there and just kind of just like, you know. Say whatever he wants without yeah, consequence. Wants, but there's nothing vulgar about it because all we do is we talk about movies. We kind of pick a movie and then we just talk about it. And uh, the only problem that we have with that is that we do spend a lot of time just describing the movie. <laughs> sure. So it, so it eats up our movie. Um, but to create confusion, it's called. And it's out there or wherever you're podcast or sold i think that i've seen it on soundcloud is it available yes. on apple podcasts uh i can't remember see mav does most of all of that so i think he said he, he at one point we talked about it i don't know if he got it on there i know it's on soundcloud and i know that when he okay. shares it 
uh, on Facebook. It's on SoundCloud. Okay, so if you want to find it, Google uh, To Create Confusion. To Create Confusion. We used to be Bondcast. That's how we got started. We were just going through and talking about all things James Bond. I remember you but talking about that. guy yeah. who apparently had Bondcast got real uppity about Oh, us. my God. No, I know who that is, I think. Matt really? Myra? And I don't know. Mav talked to him, but he was just like, look. To to uh, in the uh, to create confusion or to not create confusion, can you change your name? So Matt was just like, <laughs> "Okay, dude, whatever." <laughs> so he so we basically we took from his email and we called it to create confusion because apparently that's, that's a lovely we story. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So that so that that's pretty much what it was. But we were we were Bondcast, and the guy came up and he was like, "I've been doing it for like ten years," and I'm like, "How many what? listeners do you got?" <laughs> yeah, Matt looked and he was like. Mm. We've got more than you, but whatever. So, so we were like, and because by that time we had we had already kind of morphed out of Bondcast. So yeah, so it made more out. sense to it was fine, have an yeah. evolution of name yeah. anyway. So oh, it's basically cool. just spitballing. We we spend most of the time, um, Hank and Mav talk about their kids, talk about their daily life, talk about sports, and then we talk about the movie. I so, hear that. And, and I just sit there and they talk about their kids, and I go, I've got cats. Those are kids too, man. I know. An army of cats. I have an army of cats. Yes. Yeah. Six. All right. So does anyone have any more personal news to get through? Huh? Uh, I mean, I, I, I will say I've just, um, um, uh, going to be working on, um, can't really get into too many details, but I'm starting up a, a, a ghost hunting show with some friends. Ooh. Oh. And we're be filming, uh, the first episode in, um, middle of October. Now, is this going to be with, uh, Marco? Yes. Is that what I heard? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Marco and his uh, and, and his girlfriend Hillary. So we're gonna be we're gonna be filming the first episode in a really cool place. I don't want to say too much about it just because you want to blow up the spot. Yeah, a, a surprise. Yeah, but it's a um, ghost facers. No, so it's gonna. That, that's what I was gonna really say. So it's gonna be more. They're gonna they're gonna be lighthearted about it, but they're gonna be more about if they don't find anything, they don't find anything type thing. Where mm. that you know like so it's gonna be the exact opposite of ghost facer. So they're not gonna create the drama. So, no. No, it's not. Like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? So what's that the what's sturdy? What's the general thrust of this show? Um, it's just they're gonna because they're really in tune with the supernatural and they want to go into these places and just feel like the vibe of the place. I mean, they want to do, but they also Marco's got a, a good humor side, so he also wants to make it a little lighthearted, you know, so a little, a little not jokey, but just not keep it so serious because if you watch ghost hunters they're so serious sometimes where you're just like dude stop taking yourself so seriously is that the one with frodo baggins i don't know um i don't i'm not sure you know who i'm talking about though right? yeah I, there's two of them there's the, the, like the two main ones and yeah he's part of one of them it's whichever one goes uh, is at most of the conventions i think that's the one you're talking about maybe so yeah, probably i think he's really big yeah, in the community I think, I think that is ghost hunters okay so well, I don't watch any of those shows. I've seen them when other people are watching them. Yeah. And I used to be associated with someone who watched a lot of them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, But that, that's the thing. Like, if you watch those things, they walk in and they're just like, you know, you know, it's like, we're very serious. They're ghosty. Did you hear that? But wait, wait a minute. If we go into this room, did you feel that cold? And it's like, no, that, no, you probably didn't feel that. You're doing it for the camera. Yeah. You know, what Marco and Hillary want to do is they want to go in and they just want to, they want to, they want to put you into that moment. Mm -hmm. They want to say, hey, hey, maybe we did feel something. Maybe we didn't. But they're also going through way, way into you know, talking to uh, local um, historical societies and talking, getting the history of the places. And I got really you. making that a part of the show. So you're getting a whole feel about it. So I will say that um, a couple of Halloweens ago, uh, we went to um, King's Dominion and Colonial Williamsburg 
And while we were at Colonial Williamsburg, we did a ghost walk with Marco. And I will say that I appreciated his um, reverence for when he did feel something and kind of um, irreverence for when people were being annoying. My favorite thing <laughs> on those shows is when somebody's like, oh, did you hear that? And it's like, no, I, I didn't. In fact, there was no noise. <laughs> but if you want to talk about people who take things too seriously, it's the people that hunt Bigfoot. Oh my gosh, those are the. But what I did know is that uh, Marco actually just uh, went on a couple Bigfoot um, groups. Oh really? And, and just posted a photo and was like, "Yeah, check it out. I found him." And it was just a photo. Where? But <laughs> where? People, where was this? Uh, it was on Facebook. No, he I mean, where it. did he go? Uh, no, he he actually just took photos. I think from his, one of his trips down to Blackwater Refuge. I think it was. Yeah. And he posted a photo, and there it was: water, tree line, and they're like, "Check it out." I found him and it was just a photo. He didn't say where it was. Okay. And everybody all of a sudden starts posting. Yeah, there he is. Oh my God, I see him right there, right in the middle. And Marco just starts playing into it. And yeah. that's what was, it was, it, it was actually funny. So yeah, did was, you get, did, did you guys decide that like, it's this shrub everyone's talking about or did you, what were they thinking was Bigfoot? It, it was, it was just this, yeah, it was just this part of the forest that just looked like maybe yeah. it was, uh, you it's know, a tree doing stump. this, you know, doing this. You, had a, like you this. had a tree doing a sexy pose. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're doing, you know, doing some Tai Chi in the forest. Yeah. The tree. Yeah. That one. No, but that, that that's, that's where things like the ghost hunters show that that's what they do they, are right. you trying to imply that sasquatch is just a druid maybe <laughs> i'm here for it i like that theory <laughs> i mean i don't think he would let us know his presence mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just saying i uh, i think he's smarter than that i think he has a really good pr department after all these years mm-hmm. i, I mm-hmm. think i have to agree with that i think so yeah, yeah. same with the yeti and I same think. with the, and same uh, same with the Loch Ness monster or locally Chessie, Chessie and Nessie. Yep. So I've heard I've heard the tales of Chessie. Well, I haven't heard the tales of. Chessie. I've heard that uh, such a creature may exist. Yes. Can you tell any of the the mythos behind it? No, just the fact it's 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 literally the same stuff as you hear about Nessie. People have seen photos of something in in the water, and here's a photo. It's a blurry photo mm. from like 1962. And it's black and white, and it was, and it was just very blurry. And it, and someone was like, it could have been an elephant. And and people in Scotland were like, you know, it's like, no, there's no elephants in Scotland. Just a Loch Ness monster. <laughs> yeah, they were like, like what, what, why? Why would there be this an elephant just like you know breathing and walking through the water with its with its trunk out? Yeah, you don't but, know his business. It's true. It's true. But yeah. he was there for the haggis and decided to stay <laughs> under the water. Haggis is delicious. I've never had that. haggis though. Uh, it is fantastic. I'm such a failure it's, as a Scotsman. If it's if it's made correctly, it is delicious. It's like a it's, cordon bleu, basically. Do you make do you make a haggis? Do you have a haggis recipe? I do have it. I haven't made it in years because um, getting it, a sheep's stomach is a little hard. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like my dad had had turned in turned it into um, uh, j- just the idea of the haggis of how to prepare a haggis, right? Um, and so he would use different things. Like he would actually make his own kind of like, you know, cause you, you know, basically ingredients inside of a sheep's stomach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he would just kind of make his own pouch and then yeah. put the same kind of like, you know, you know, spices and barley and everything in there. So calling it a pouch for some reason it's, it's is weird to me. <laughs> it's I mean, it's, just think of it like a sausage casing. But for, for me, when I went to, to Scotland and tried haggis, real haggis, my issue with it was the texture because once you get past the lining, it's almost kind of creamy. Yeah. And I'm not a big meat pudding 
person. Ah, uh, okay. Blood pudding. So speaking of blood. Well, you know, we haven't gotten past the very first part of the, the thing. Oh, no. I was just going to talk about our exciting <laughs> giveaway. Oh, well, this is cycling or uh, 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 maneuvering right into the podcast news section of the podcast. It oh, was a excuse maneuver. me. It was a maneuver. <laughs> Oh, God, bloody hell, look at these guys. Oh, they've got guns. They've got guns. So back to Mr. Eddie Izzard. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go ahead with our podcast news. So uh, we are doing a very special giveaway on our Facebook page. Uh, so if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Facebook. Um, it's at Rose Tinted Reels. Thank you. And um, once there, you'll see a post. Um, if you like it, our page, comment um, and tag a person and be awesome. That is a requirement. And like the post. And like the post. Um, you will be entered into a drawing that we are doing. We are giving away uh, a DVD or Blu-ray copy. Sometimes they're not available in Blu-ray yet. Um, of one of the films that we've reviewed on the podcast. And an autographed pair of 3D specs. Very fancy. It's very fancy. Everyone is going to want one of these. Yes. Because they're so useful. It's true. 3D specs? Mm-hmm. Old old school stuff. Old school. Well, we're, we're talking the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Like yeah. Red, red red, and blue on either side. Yeah. I still have that free pair that came with that Nightmare on Elm Street box set. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, because because there's a segment in um, uh, Freddy's Dead that's in 3D, so that it came with a free pair of that. And I'm oh, okay. Like, Sweet. So you've used them. They're not vintage or they're not uh, mint anymore. No, I actually, funny story about that is I've, I've never used them. They're still in the little envelope. It just came in a little, little simple envelope. Yeah. What I did when I watched that, that DVD back in the day, I still had my original, still says Freddy's Dead written down the side. When I went and saw Freddy's Dead in the movie theater, and they gave you specific Freddy's Dead 3D glasses. Ah. So I used those because I was like, I'm going oh, to cool. keep those other ones. And they're not, it's nothing. They're, there's nothing <laughs> on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but anyway, <laughs> but I wanted to use the the original ones that I use in the movie theater, so. Yeah, well, that's very that's cool. cool. Yeah. I'm that old. <laughs> Your 3D specs made of paper old. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> this is true. This is true. That's such a weird way to judge age. Well, yeah. I, like, like, like I always say that, you know, people are like, man, man, John Carpenter's Halloween. Man, that came out and said, that's like f- over 40 years old. And I'm like, I was born that same year. So, yes. It's a good people, year. And people just look at me and just go. Mm-hmm. The King of Halloween was made that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? That, See, that's right. That's you know? right. And apparently, apparently, I've gotten this twice now in the past month. Apparently, I look like Zac Efron. I can see that. You've got the same kind of jaw that he does. Today today was the second time. It, I was at the Taco Bell <laughs> drive-thru. <laughs> it was like, it's like, oh my God. It's Zac Efron. You look like Zac Efron. And I was like, have you ever have you heard that before? And I was like, uh, am I dancing? Actually, I have. I have heard that I've like, and that's that's twice in like the past month or hmm. two maybe. But well, that's yeah. flattering. So I've gotten some weird ones in the past. You've gotten Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. I've gotten Justin Timberlake, which I, I'm i not trying to flatter myself saying that I do look like him, but I think I look the most like him than the other people that people have suggested. Mm. Like someone said Orlando Bloom once, mm. and I don't see that at all. No, I don't see that. Mm-mm. I see Timberlake you know, completely. But. Yeah. Timberlake, and I've also gotten Daniel Radcliffe, which I can kind of see. Well, that, Maybe but, that's the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Someone at work used to call me uh, uh, Harry Potter all the time. It's like... I don't look like Harry Potter. I just have round glasses. Yeah. So I have one of those faces where people are like, you look familiar. I don't know where I know you, but I know you. But no one's ever identified me as a specific celebrity. Oh, I thought they were going to say, so how you been? Uh, No, I I get that sometimes too. The other one I get is, oh, hi, Katie, which is my older sister's name. And I'm like, not not Katie. (laughs) That's my name. Not Katie. Not Katie. 
Hang on, we got But I have seen But I have seen photos where you and your sister do look alike. That there was one photo I saw one time that I was like I I actually couldn't tell you apart. I don't know how old the photo was, but I just remember being like Wow. Was it Kaya who saw a picture of my sister and was like, that looks like Allison. Why does she look so much like Allison? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I think remember. it was her one of her wedding pics or something that like that. That might have been it, yeah. yeah. But I've never seen it. I've never thought I looked like I my sister. And um, Family resemblances. Yeah, it's people who know her first say we look identical. People who know me first are like, yeah, I can see a resemblance. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah, I can't it's, see my own family resemblances. So. Oh, really? No, not yeah. at all. I think my I, I look like one of my brothers, and the other brother doesn't look anything like your us. younger brother. Hmm. Yeah, you my, look, yeah, you don't look anything like your younger brother. I, they're both younger brothers. Oh, really? Yeah, they're both younger. So, right, so I've got the, the younger one that we went to Awesome Con with. That was Robbie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't think you look anything like him. Oh, you don't think so? No. So he looks like my mom, I think, okay. and I think I look some percentage like my mom. So there's a little bit. But if you saw the other brother. He looks like his dad, which is my stepdad. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah, very different thing. Anyway, so come on. This is this is podcast news. This isn't Zachary's genealogy hour. So, uh, be, But though. now we know you're two brothers, and we know that you are of Scottish descent. Obviously. Now they course. know all your passwords. We know all <sighs> your secrets. So when is... Uh, I'm about to r- reveal some of my Scottish shame, but uh, when is our Independence Day? Look... I haven't seen Braveheart, our our greatest documentary. He also has not seen Highlander. I haven't seen that either, which is, is that another oh, documentary for us, Scots? I have a very important yes, thing damn to it. tell Chris above all people. Yeah. Guess who at this table has not seen Clue? Well, it's not me. I've seen most of it. Like, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. We we just did a TikTok where we did the entire movie. I know, and I loved it. Yeah, I saw it. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know how long it took us to do that? I, it looked like it took you a long time because it was like all mashed up in a well, bunch of different like well, sped up clips. You know, yeah, because we had to watch the entire movie and film us acting out the entire movie. And, and it was in sync with it. the screen in the, in the foreground, right? Yeah. It was a good video. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. So, but beside that, let's just put that aside. And just Look, say, I'm, compliment- I'm complimenting. Watching, watching, <laughs> I'm trying to compliment you enough so that you're not going to give me all oh, of this co- oh, you know what? he'll try to make you forget <laughs> what you're mad right about I'm look coming. it was such a great I'm clip it was right, how much right time you spent around. on it it was lovingly created like, and edited it was like four hours but uh, i'm coming right back around to what have you been doing with your life i just you have not watched clip. we're gonna have to save it for after I've been halloween watching, season yeah but well that, is that not considered a halloweeny movie no. according to kaya it is she said it scared feel, her to death well, i don't know about younger. scared to death but she it was, seems halloween like, it was frightening and i'm like yeah. how i mean there's some like you know like the dun, 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 music at the beginning and it's like but yeah it was it like so she said that so i have heard one person say it's scary but no it does not count for um halloween fair enough now it we maybe can do that during our it's not so much whimsical because we're going to, during the uh, holiday Christmas season, we're going to do our whimsy films. So maybe somewhere in between horror and whimsy, Clue sure will you, fall. You, know, you got to make sure you do uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, there yeah. you go. It is one of two Thanksgiving movies. Mm-hmm. I challenge you to find any more. So there's planes, trains, and automobiles, mm-hmm. and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And you would say, ah, ah, but what about Thanksgiving 3, the sequel to 1? No. <laughs> What? I yeah, yeah. That. 
I didn't know there was a thing. I think yeah. they, there's like Muppets in space involved. It was somehow. ridiculous. It was we played it at one of your your uh, hol- hol- holiday parties. Yeah, unfortunately, Friendsgiving. That's Friendsgiving. What it was. Yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch that with you guys because I was doing my kitchen hosting thing that I like to do, where I spend all my life in the kitchen. No, no, it was it was fortunate. Oh. It's a terrible, terrible movie. I was going to say, <laughs> I can't imagine you missed much. So the first movie is terrible, but in a lovable way. Mm-hmm. The second movie is like they're playing up to it and they had a bigger budget, which doesn't suit that kind of movie. No. no it was it, it was really, it was awful. So yeah. let's, let's talk about 1987. Before we do such things, oh, okay. I never got to my podcast. news. <laughs> we sorry, kept going sorry, in tangents. Sorry. Uh, so after the trivia section, mm-hmm. I have a thing that I want to do with you guys. Okay. I'm going to quiz you. Uh-oh. On the Lost Boys. Okay. Wow. And whoever wins uh-huh. doesn't lose. Can I be the first place loser? Nope. Out of all, <laughs> I like second place because out of all the losers, you, you came in first. That's right. Okay. So uh, anyway, that's the, that's the end of my podcast news. So anyway, if you would like to find us on the social medias, you can on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at at Rose Tinted Reels and Reddit at r slash Rose Tinted Reels. And we'll read the most interesting comments that we see there. And on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review, and we will read it here on the podcast. No matter what it says, no matter how negative it may be toward my voice and my oral tics and how dumb I sound frequently, I will read it here with a stony face, Mm. and you will get the recognition that you deserve. Even if you tell me to go back to the kitchen and be barefoot and bake. I will say those words. Yeah. Because you gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you know Allison's cooking, uh, you know that the that is actually a good idea. That's a really good idea. <laughs> you should saying, definitely do that. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, I'm sorry you have to be like, you know, barefoot 50s housewife doing doing that. But oh, yeah. The, bar- the, time, the, the barefoot part. part. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like I'm actually part. more comfortable barefoot, so what? I'll be happy to be in the kitchen. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. If Fair I'm enough. barefoot, I'm going to stub <laughs> yeah. my toe. That's all it means. That's yeah. why I like being barefoot. Yeah. At least have socks on. Don't you want socks on? No. Oh, they make you slip. I do not wear the shoes because they make me fall down. Make me go a boom. Have you seen <laughs> the birdcage? Uh, y- yes, that's the one with Nathan K- uh, K- uh, Nathan Nathan Fillion, Nathan uh, Lane. Uh-huh. Thank you. Like, Robin I like, Williams. <laughs> I was like, man, you are not getting there, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, I got there, though, didn't and I? And Hank Azaria. Was that? And Hank Azaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shirtless, the mom shirtless from Hank Lost Azaria. Boys. The choose. The mom from no, Lost Boys? Lies, lies. Why would you lie no, to me? did I lie? I don't know. Oh. <gasps> What? My brain. I haven't what? seen that movie Diane in a while. Is, she's in. Um, yeah, she's. Cage, yeah. yeah, she's. Yeah, the, she's, yeah she's Gene Hackman's wife. Yes, Close the, the I was right. Oh no, the, uh, her the hair just confused me for a second. I, I confused myself based on a hairdo. Aha, uh-huh. that's okay. It happens. It's the '80s too. So, mm. well, there you go. So let's go inside the reel in Act Two. So let's go to the events of 1987. Uh, who'd like to start us off? Chris, do you have anything off the top of your head? What happened in 1987? I was nine. Yeah. I was nine. Um, for me, like some of the stuff that I was, I think about 87, 87, because, you know, we're in horror movie topics. You know, you go through some of the horror movies that came out in 87. 87 was a banner year for some horror movies. I mean, you've got, you know, you've got some little known ones, but some of my favorites, uh, Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I did. Uh, see, I wrote down a bunch of films that came out this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how many you tick on here, but that I didn't have on the list. So uh, that's the one that Mark wanted you to watch. Yeah. Prince of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's classic. Okay. It's classic Carpenter. It's really good. It's really good. He's right. pretty much pretty much like a like a like a who's who of um 
of like other Duncan. actors from John Carpenter's movies. I mean, it's like Donald Pleasance is in it, but then you've got <laughs> a lot of guys who were like in Escape from New York, who were in like The Thing. You what know, about Kurt Russell? Is Kurt Russell in it? No, Kurt Russell's not in it. Damn it's it. Jameson Parker who is in it, who's from um, the TV show Simon and Simon. He was ah, he was okay. the lead. Um, but Donald yeah. Pleasance is he's he's horror movie royalty. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's the thing. Like 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 he had this in '87, and then in '88 he would come out with a Halloween uh, four. Did you know that Donald Pleasance was almost in Waxwork? I did not know he was almost in Waxwork. That's we actually, did I'm Waxwork in our last recording. Ah. Yep. So I still remember some of the trivia. That's actually on the list for uh, Kaya to watch. I, I've got it like saved because she's never seen that. Well, if oh. she'd like to know my recommendation, she can listen to the episode. That's what I was going to say. She's a she's a podcaster, so she'll definitely enjoy listening to that. Ah, very good. So. And it's on Prime right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's actually where I saved it. But um, other movies like um, so what else came? Uh, so uh, Dream Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. I, I love the Dream Warriors. Yes, one. that's yeah. that's fantastic. And um, the song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to be speaking about the music later too, especially the Lost Boy soundtrack. But Hellraiser. Yep, I had that. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, horror. You know, uh, The Gate. I don't have they that. Came out, yeah, like, they, like they Never came, heard of that. Yeah, it's just one of those, it's up there with like Witchboard, um, Night of the Demons, where it's just, it, it was definitely oh, the Oh, Night ones, of the Demons. That's it's, sorry. it's like the, <laughs> when you would search the VHS horror aisle in Blockbuster, or for me, it was Movie King when it first moved in Easton. For me, it was Potomac Video. Yeah, that's the thing. You would find those, and you could get five for $5 or something, and you could rent these movies, and that's how I saw all these movies as a kid. Yeah. Because I mean, the first horror movie I think I saw in the theater wasn't this, was the next year because mom took me to see Halloween four. Ah, uh, okay. Because I'd already seen the first one, and even even at the age of uh, ten, like Halloween was one of my favorite movies. Oh, so, so do you want to you want to know the first horror movie that I saw in theaters was? Was that? And I ran screaming out of the theater. <laughs> the Goofy movie. It's a horror <laughs> movie. Scared me. The scene where uh, Max transforms into Goofy. It was the scene, I can't remember it uh, perfectly right now, it was a scene where it was like a dream sequence and like someone got really big and like started mutating and stuff like that and chased. Matt, Max was, was that Was that goofy. what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that scared the mess out of me. Oh, and the last one I had was Evil Dead 2. I forgot about Evil, Evil Dead, Dead 2. 2. See, you had a bunch that I didn't have on my list. So what I had was Raising Arizona, Full Metal Jacket, Predator, Princess Bride, mm-hmm. Good Morning Vietnam, mm-hmm. Spaceballs, yep. Hellraiser, which you got, yep. Lethal Weapon, yep. The Witches of Eastwick, Throw Mama from the Train, which is not a well-known movie, apparently. It's very funny. It, it, it used to be. It's one of those movies that it was everywhere when I was growing up throughout the 90s. Like, it would always be on, like, you know, like, it was, like, Channel 5, Afternoon Movie. I mean, everybody yeah. knew about Throw Mama from the Train. And then sometime, I don't know when it was, it just stopped. It died. Being, yeah, it yeah. just stopped being popular. Because huh. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles came out in 87, too, if I, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. That was the last one on my list. Okay. Uh, and then Wall Street, Dirty Dancing, Robocop. That's a very good year for cinema. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of good movies. Yeah. Well, and I always say that the 80s cinema is probably some of the best cinema. Um, when it comes to, like, memorable movies, and if you go into, like, into actual cinema cinema, you know, you're, you're you're now you're getting into like Vista Vision. You're getting into John Ford. You're getting into mm-hmm. Akira Kurosawa. You're getting into Hitchcock. But when it comes to the '80s, it's like every year throughout the mid '80s to like the latter part of the some 80s, kind of classic is there's born. a classic there. Yeah. There's a classic yeah. there that our generation looks at and just goes, man, that's my movie. Yeah, yeah. Although Jaws came out in the '70s, so yep. 
It's kind of something's got to be said for the seventies. Well, you know, the Jaws was the fir- you know, like, well, Jaws, Jaws was the first blockbuster, yeah. um, summer movie blockbuster. So you wouldn't have the summer movie season without Jaws. I know mm-hmm. we did. So. We did an episode on it, and yep. my I God, I was looking through the the uh, trivia for that movie just so I could jot some like the most interesting down. It went on for so. I seriously, what did I say when we did the podcast episode? I I we ser- had to cap it. I sat there for like two hours reading through the list, and I didn't get to the end. No, no, because I mean, I mean, and and, and I think the, the greatest bit of trivia about Jaws is that what worked about the suspense about not seeing the shark until the end was not intended. Yeah. Because the shark kept breaking down. Bruce the shark kept mm-hmm. breaking down, and they had no choice. Spielberg had no choice but to not show the shark. And if and, and if that shark works. Uh-huh you don't have a classic movie because you see the shark too much and you don't care. I And I agree with that. I think that was a good choice. Yep. But let me ask you this. A little bit of, I'm going to quiz you on Jaws now. Do you know why? Do you what? know why the shark broke? This was something that is also covered in our Jaws episode. Yeah. But here's a little sneak preview. So no, I don't. I mean, other than the fact that it's it, just working in the industry, knowing how how things, especially working with water, how it's just, it's difficult yeah. to be working in the water with effects. So the, there was a, uh, the legend was that they didn't test it in water before they started filming. That makes, oh my God. Yeah. But that's not actually the case. So they did test it in a big tank in Hollywood. Yeah. And then, but uh, it was a freshwater tank. I was going to say it was, it, it was salt water, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they took it out to, they filmed off the coast of New Jersey mm-hmm. and it was salt water there and the salt played havoc with all the mechanics and oh, stuff like that. Like the first time you put it in the water, as soon as you take it out um, for like the day and like, and go to shoot the next day, it's already got uh, calcium built yeah, up. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. I mean, you can look at your legs when you come out of the ocean and you've just yeah, got exactly. white everywhere. Imagine yeah. all the, well, I mean, I'm gears. super duper Scottish, so that's kind of a permanent <laughs> state for me. That's uh, true. Like I, I'm one of the, uh, of the of those Scots that actually can tan. I know. What is wrong with that? You seem like <laughs> he a was genetic. Say, what is wrong with you? Yeah, you you are a genetic mutant. You're, you're Scottish, and you've got great skin. It doesn't make any sense. I th- I, I've always said because my family come from like you know we're, we're way 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 back, so we're not. We didn't get the Nordic influ- influx as much because uh-huh. we were on the uh, western coast near the Isle of Skye. So there wasn't as much, uh, I guess, like Nordic influence on the gene pool. So 1987. Yeah. So 1987, it was the first year that the Simpsons cartoon short was shown on the Tracy Ullman show in April. It was also the year that Full House premiered on ABC. Oh, man. Did you watch Full House? Were you a fan? I was in the day, not as an adult. And I could not get into Fuller House. I tried. See, I've never seen it. So I don't know what was what's objectionable about it now. I just don't care. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just well, generally. I, yeah, like I think that's that's general consensus for some people. Just it's like, okay, Full House was great. Yeah. You know, it was a good chemistry at the time. Wholesome. Yeah, but now you're like, uh, okay. It, it, I can kind of see a, how annoying the people are now. Yeah. Like oh, okay. uh Uncle Joey, the whole he's a comedian, but he's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, seriously, cut it out. Although John Stamos, talk about a dreamboat. You know, look, as yeah. I've always said, Greek don't creak. That man is that man is a god. What is what is it to creak? To creak? Well, it's just because like it, 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 it's the old adage about how African American people you know age well. Yeah, I got that part. Don't but crack. So I just came up with Greek don't creak. I'm just wondering what if they were to creak, what would it look like? <laughs> I just think creak sounds like it could maybe, be something. Maybe old, an decrepit. uncontrollable bladder. Like an, yes, yes, creak or okay. gleek. 
Like he doesn't accidentally spittle when he talks. Yeah, that's good. Well, we don't know that though. It's ah, true. Okay. We so don't. Greek, Greek people may do that. Is, and, and, and very be, spitty. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he might be spitting all <laughs> over my people. My name is John <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got his job. Everyone's like, stop talking to me. Fine, you got the part. <laughs> yeah, you got a job. <laughs> no, no, no. No more words. <laughs> Just water pouring out of his lips. The poor that's, guy. You know, that, that reminds me of a Friends episode where uh, Joey um, is playing opposite of Gary Ullman and Gary Ullman is supposed to be this great actor he's not playing himself he's playing an actor and um all he does is like really severe spit talking so like he puts extra emphasis like um sylvester the cat like on the s's and the p's and the t's and so as people are acting with him they're just getting drenched (laughs) well that sounds fun also on this year the great year of 1987 square enix released the first final fantasy video game for nes in japan Fancy. Yeah. It was the groundbreaking legal case, the Baby M case, uh, which concluded in that year, um, which um, actually gave validity uh, to surrogate mothers. What sort of invalidity did they have before? Uh, so this was a case where the um, birth mother was uh, trying to go back on her surrogacy deal with the parents and claim the baby. And she had full authority to do that before this case, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So it it added more severity and a need for contracts for surrogate mothers. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, And the last one that I have is that the entire year of 1987 was shortened by one second to adjust for the Gregorian calendar. Ah, that sounds familiar. Like that's a bit of trivia that I heard at some point, or like yeah. it was a it was a Jeopardy question. Yeah, and it actually has to happen every now and then, mm-hmm. still, just to adjust. That's why we have leap years, because yeah. what we we develop more time in a year than we should, and so we have to account for that by removing days occasionally. Why not? Yeah, just, why not? Uh, and this was also the year that um, the Britons' Order of the Garter um, became open to women. Oh, even all the way back in 87. Wow. Mm-hmm. Pro- progressive bunch, those fellas. Over well, there. yeah, I mean. And ladies. And ladies. <laughs> all right, so let's get on to the synopsis for the movie. Now, you, I hope, have the real synopsis, but I've written down two uh, fake synopses. Oh, you liked that? I thought that was fun, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we tried to do a bad description synopsis of uh, this movie. Well, it's like this Facebook game thing. Badly yeah. describe a movie to people. Yep. Yeah. So that's where we it. got him from. Nice. So the actual movie synopsis is, after moving to a new town, two brothers discover that the area is a haven for vampires. So what I wrote was, local business owner wants to extort lady to mother sexy undying teens. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That sounds like the lifetime version of a. Of it boys. does, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds painful. It does, and it's too painful. almost as painful as this movie. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll find out how I feel about the movie I will later. Storm out this window, <laughs> or I'll yeah. jump out that window. I won't reveal my hatred of it until later. Wow. My bad. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Wow. Yeah, wow. Maybe. Maybe I'm kidding. I don't know. I can't reveal that until later. My bad synopsis is. What can go wrong if Bill as Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan never meet? <laughs> no, you guys don't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a good I mean, thing sorry. I don't have the headphones no, on. You, no, you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't have been emotionally affected by what I just did. So it's okay. No. I'm gonna leave this. You can hit it again. <laughs> 
excuse me. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> okay, so that's all I've got for that. So let's get into trivia, eh? All right. Yeah, this is, I, I, I enjoy trivia. All right. So the first bit of trivia that I have is the, maybe you know this already. Do you know that the theme of the, the movie was written for the movie? Yes. Okay, so there w- it wasn't a song beforehand. I didn't know that. I mean, because I'd heard that song before, just around, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a, a nice song, and it was written for the movie, but without the artist having seen any of the movie. Mm-hmm. So he read like a, a draft of the script, yeah. not even the final draft, and he wrote the song. And the director loved it so much. He said that it, it was almost as if you had seen the, the movie in its entirety and, and wrote written something just perfectly for it. He loved it. Mm-hmm. Lou Graham, right? Uh, yes. And he said that, uh, he didn't want the song to be specific about a vampire. He wanted it to be a, about the longing for family from a rejected youth's perspective, which I went through myself and which many of us have felt. Mm-hmm. 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 Still going through it. Yep. Me too. Get you down. So, uh, <laughs> originally the lost boys was supposed to have young boy vampires, um, and been more tied into the Peter Pan lore. Mm-hmm. According to mental floss, Joel Schumacher was worried about the film turning into vampire goonies and aged the vampires, which I think was a good choice. He also is, <laughs> I think this is so weird. He's quoted as saying, uh, <laughs> vampires are hot. They're the only erotic monsters. Frankenstein is not hot. And according to the, the makeup artist on the movie, he also said, I've hired these sexy young kids and I want them to be sexy. I don't want them to be monsters. That sounds like Joel Schumacher. The man yeah. who the, like the man who put nipples on the bat suit. <laughs> Okay, that sounds exactly like Joel Schumacher. I'd forgotten about those nipples. So, oh, yeah. Yep. So speaking of young, sexy vampires, yeah. did you know that Ben Stiller was up for the role of David? I had yeah. heard that. Yeah. That would make sense, yeah, because of um, he was on um, he was kind of like a young and up and coming comedian. Yeah, he said uh, in 2010 at the Hollywood Life Young Hollywood Awards. Um, which I've never heard of that award before. He said, uh, the last time I saw a room full of so many talented faces was when I auditioned for The Lost Boys. It was between me and Kiefer and the two Corys. That's crazy. So the last bit of uh, standard trivia that I have is that Max's vampire makeup at the end of the movie mm-hmm. was actually modeled to be uh, to, to look like the director, Joel Schumacher. Interesting. Why because would you... they had a spat. They, they, they had creative differences with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, um, Herman... Um, Edward Herman, the actor? No, 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 the, 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 the makeup artist. Oh, oh, okay, wow. So the makeup artist and the director had a lot of infighting about the design for the zombie, or the, the vampires, mm-hmm. uh, because the makeup artist wanted to do like a real proper monster makeup for them, and Joel Schumacher, that's his name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to make them sexy. He likes sexy kids. He wanted these kids to be sexy. Um, nipples on the bat suit. Nipples on the bat suit. Uh, so anyway, they had a lot of fighting about that. So anyway, uh, as kind of re- retaliation, he made one of the vampires look like him. That's hilarious. <laughs> Which I mean, it, it's funny. Like I don't really see it. What I do see is makeup that would definitely inspire the Buffy Angel universe vampire. It, it, they look yeah. a lot like what you would you you would come to see in like what like I guess yeah. it was almost oh god ten I th- years later. I think Allison's googling for us. That is Joel Schumacher. Was that him in the day or is that him now? It looks older, so I'm guessing this is something from... You're just basing that on the fact that his shirt is unbuttoned and like billowing. <laughs> well, and also his chest is freckly. He looks like and he's about to go to the run fair. His face is wizened. That sounds like Joel Schumacher too. Yeah, that's that's probably like mid-2000s Joel Schumacher right there. Okay. So that, that was post-nipples? Post-nipples. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think that was post-nipples, yeah. <laughs> so nipples must have happened. That Was that a 90s movie? Yeah, it was 90. That might have been like 97. 
Oh, because that was late nineties. I didn't remember being. Well, that it was Batman Forever. It was Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, it was Val Kilmer, and yeah. uh, the second one came out in it was eighty nine, ninety three. So that would have been like ninety six, maybe ninety five, ninety six for so, Batman Forever. It's been so long since I've seen that movie mm-hmm. that I don't remember Val Kilmer being in it. Yep, most people forget. <laughs> most people forget. But you know what I will never shame. forget is my collectible crystal cups from McDonald's that I got for Batman. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I have those I, in a box too. Yeah. Yeah. I've got collectible cups too, or at least I had. I probably lost them at some point, but it was for the animated series. I also didn't realize that Joel Schumacher directed um, The Phantom of the Opera with Gerard Butler. Yeah. I didn't know what that is, either. What I, is I, this yeah, thing about after. sexy people? Sexy kids. Yeah, like Gerard uh, Butler. Sexy Phantom. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Well, and, and um, but then he turns around and he directs, you know, like a Time to Kill. You know, he's like, I want sexy vampires, and then there's, well, you know, a Time to Kill. Yeah, you're just like, oh, oh, okay, so you are a good director. And then he does <laughs> nibbles on the bat suit, and you're just like, and then you're like, damn, damn it, man, it. <laughs> pick a lane, pick a lane, bro. <laughs> oh boy. So, so, did you guys know that Santa Carla does not exist? Yes, I did. And one of the synopsis for the Lost Boys that always bugged me was that it was it was um, a mother moves her her sons to a northern california town and i'm like no what? They, they filmed in like venice beach <laughs> yeah like, that's, a, that's not a northern california that's town they filmed baby. in a santa cruz <laughs> um and the giant dipper roller coaster that you can see in that opening sequence is the oldest and still in operation roller coaster mm-hmm. in u.s built well, in 1924 I like that trivia, and I like that they haven't changed it. I like yeah. that they haven't changed the look. It's it's staying with that kind of iconic yeah. uh, silhouette. Mm-hmm. So that's all the trivia I have. The next thing I've got is the quiz. Do you have any more trivia? One last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Joss Wheaton was so inspired by the Lost Boys that is where he got the idea for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. And and wasn't wasn't a. Uh, uh, Bombo Sutherland uh, wasn't he in uh, the Vampire Slayer movie? Uh, Donald Sutherland, yeah. Bombo. I couldn't remember his name. That was as close as I could get. His name Bombo. Well, a dwarf from uh, the Hobbit. No, I'm just gonna blink at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. That's weird. That's just that's just too weird. Let's move on. We don't have to linger on the weirdness. But I have one more thing about the thing I was saying. Sorry, Bombo aside, go ahead. So um, that is also where uh, Joss Wheaton got the inspiration for Spike, who's supposed to be a cross between David the Vampire and Billy Idol. That, yeah, that makes complete sense. Mm. I mean, that's what like I was saying. I mean, that's that's the makeup. If you look at that, the, the, yeah. that, that style of vampire, you didn't really see it until Lost Boys. And then, then you started seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's actually, that, that's a, this is kind of a spoiler alert, but for the end of the movie when, or the end of the episode, when we talk about uh, what is it, this done for cinema, mm-hmm. was this the first sexy vampire movie? No, 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 definitely not. Cause that's like one of the things I was going to talk about. Kind of the history of, of, of vampires. No. Um, one of the, like when the first like I mean you can even make an argument that Christopher Lee was like you know this virile sexual in the horror of Dracula in like fifty eight but uh-huh. I think one of the first one that always pops in my mind is Frank Langella's Dracula based off of the not just the book but the stage play that turned Dracula into more of of a, of a, of a sexual being he hmm. you barely see him like fang out you know it's just he's just this flowing just a sexy man open and the wind his hair is blowing <laughs> and he's Frank Langella you know he just always has good wind that's the yeah, yeah, vampire always, power always <laughs> I mean, he has such good wind that even at the end of the movie like he, after he's burnt up and everything and his cape flies and it looks like he's like a bat flying away but it's just his cape flying off mm-hmm. 
that's the end credits. It's just his cape flying through the air, and it's not a still frame. It's just his cape flying. Yeah, he has such good wind that his cape goes ten miles away. I so like that. Even when vampires were just part of literature before we even had them, um, like in a visual format. They were always written to be a very sexual entity. Vampire biting you was very much a euphemism for right. something. It, biting, bodily fluids, they're always sexy. So, okay. So let me change the parameters of my question then. Go on. Was it the first sexy teenage vampire? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I mean, you could go back in the 80s, you've got sexy vampire, you've got like the hunger. Mm-hmm. Sexy vampire. Uh, you can say vamp with uh, Hunger with David Bowie. I oh, haven't seen. I don't think bitten. I've seen a David Bowie uh, movie. Once bitten. Once bitten. Yeah. <laughs> vamp with uh, Grace Jones. Very sexualized vampire. Um, oh, Grace Jones. Oh gosh. I mean, Fright Night. So, you know, you've got Chris Sarandon, but you don't really have a uh, teen sexy vampire. Yeah, he he wasn't a teenager yeah. in that movie. He no. was Ed, the, he Ed was, Evil was the vampire and teen, not, yeah. and he is not. No, he's not sexy. No. The master will destroy you for this. <laughs> <laughs> And the the one spitten had a whole pack of teen vampires, but the whole premise of that is that they were once virgins before mm-hmm. turning. Yeah. Oh, so they're a bunch of lamos, not sexy. Well, no, the, they were afterwards. They could do whatever they wanted with their bodies forever. Yeah, but they were uh, memorialized in the state of being a virgin. Well, forever, it, forever, 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 ever, forever. ever. <laughs> I didn't, what, what's that? What happened just there? Outcast. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Outcast, the, 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 the band? Correct. Okay. I guess I don't know that song. It's because you're a baby. I've heard Outcast before. Yeah, yeah. But have you, now, have you ever seen the K and Peel skit where uh, Outcast members are on You like to get a lot of mileage out of that. You're five years older than me. You're a baby. You're a wee tyke. I will uh, uh, go back real quick because I think you, you I, Rewind? I, I, you finished? <laughs> no, no. Have you, anyway. About the uh, the Goonies line, mm-hmm. I read somewhere that Fred Decker, director of Monster Squad, that came out this year too. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody had asked him about that because as soon as you said it, or one of you said it, I can't remember who said it, that he didn't want to do a, um, oh, a vampire Goonies. Yeah. yeah, it was Fred. Someone asked him that at a convention, and he was just like, he was like, he was like, damn straight, don't do a vampire Goonies. I already did a vampire Goonies <laughs> movie, and it was true because that's what Monster Squad was. It was basically like you know Goonies with monsters. So I, <laughs> I told Zach that we will need to do Monster Squad and Monster Club. Yeah. I haven't seen him. Yeah. I haven't seen him. Monster Squad. I, I know far more because I watch that every year. Would you Would you say that's more. that's a classic and necessity for me to see? Wolfman's yeah. got nards. Yeah, Wolfman's got nards. You know, have you ever been or dorked? Was that, what? <laughs> kind, what? You won't know until you see the movie. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, do you have any more trivia? No. All I right. Trivia down. Quiz time. All right. All right. Prepare your brains. Home. All right. So I, I need a shot of scotch. First question. Have some tea. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Loosen up. Shake it out a little bit. First question. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. How long did the movie take to film? I'm gonna knowing we're having worked on films and TV shows before. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really depends on if I knew if there was like studio trouble like it was like you know but i'm gonna say that it wasn't i'm gonna say that this was a streamlined uh production i'm gonna say it took three weeks allison see i was gonna way way broadcast it out and i thought maybe six months all right so we've got your final answer six months and three weeks 
you're dead on. It was three weeks. Oh, damn. See, I don't know as much about production. I Well, I, I also thought I, I remember hearing something about that, like something like that clicked in my brain. Like, man, I think this was like one of those streamlined ones. Yeah. Because you know, I, 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 I don't remember ever hearing like a negative thing about the production of it. That's why I was surprised about the, the fighting between the makeup artists. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. so that was the first question. Chris has one point. Allison, mm-hmm. zip. I was two years old at the time. What do you want? And in Germany. Should have been <laughs> <watching> <laughs> they had movies in Germany, surely. Well, they're a little delayed. Uh, like, um, that's why they were so into the Hoff for so long. <laughs> they're just a little delayed. Look, Do is a masterpiece. <sighs> All right. Question number two. The movie was filmed in Santa Cruz. What significance does that name have to the movie's subject matter? Hey, that's, that's a weird question. It Santa, is. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Which, as Spanish. we all know, is Spanish for a whale's vagina. No, that's Santa Barbara. That's <laughs> no, San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I mean, the fact that they use Santa Carla, I don't know. Uh, I don't because, know anything about Santa Cruz. Because because Joel Schumacher worked with uh, Tom Cruise in The Firm. Uh, no, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Because this, this one is, you have to either know Spanish or have heard this trivia before. So it really matters what the Spanish translation is. Yeah, see, I don't know. It takes, but I, I, I took French. That's where all the cute girls were. Uh, <laughs> Mert. Uh, <laughs> I do not do Spanish well. Okay. I, I try, but I'm... So it's, it's Santa, isn't it? Saint, right? Yeah. But and I don't then know Cruz. Just, I mean, I always thought Cruz was a last well, name. Well, Sa- Santa doesn't necessarily mean saint. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. Um, so... I don't know about uh, Spanish grammar. I guess maybe sometimes it does, mm. but uh, I'll just tell you. So Santa Cruz in Spanish means Holy Cross. Oh. Which is obviously the Kryptonite to Vampires, which is just an interesting choice of place to film for the vampire movie. Okay. That's actually cool. I didn't know that. But then they changed to Santa Carla. I know. <laughs> so nothing after that. Well, this is disappointing. I put it in the new Google train or uh, Apple translate. And, and it just it comes out with the same name. Yeah. <laughs> what did it say? It came out. Santa Cruz means Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz. It sure does. Didn't you mean the town, you fool? <laughs> All right. Question number three. Tres. Toi. Who were the Frog Brothers named for? I'm trying to remember their names now. I'm blanking completely. Edgar Allan Poe. Yep, that's correct. Nice. All right. So one point, Allison. One point, Chris. Nice. Question four. Four. How many times is the name Michael said in the movie? Oh my. <laughs> I've never counted. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I rewatched with that piece of trivia in my head, and I couldn't stop paying attention every time someone said his name. They're only noodles, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 300. Michael. 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 Michael, 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 come on, Michael. (laughs) Speaking of Marco, he can do a pretty dead on David impersonation. It's scary. Now, is this Price is Right rules? That if we're, uh, you know, (laughs) closest without going over? Yes, yes. Price is is Right rules, closest without going over. All right, cool. One (laughs) dollar. I'm going to say one. Yeah, no. Um, I'm going to say 25. Okay, got a 25. Oh, I, I jokingly said 300. Well, what's your real answer? I'll say 100. 100? Mm-hmm. Allison's got it. Uh, well, she's the closest. Without going over. Without going over. So the nice. the real answer is the characters in this movie say the name Michael approximately 118 times. Good night. That's like, that's like Scarface dropping the F word. I know. 
Sorry, I can't think of Scarface without thinking of the John Mulaney skit where he talks about how people will say, I like The Godfather and Scarface. That's like saying I like lobster and Skittles. Those things are equal in my estimation. <laughs> <laughs> Look, John Mulaney, you can go to hell. <laughs> I actually, I, I haven't seen all of Scarface. Oh my That's, God. So, I, I, so I, I made Kaya watch Scarface uh, a few months ago. And then after that, I just kept screaming at her like randomly. <laughs> like if, if we were out in the public, I would say, Chichi, get the yayo. <laughs> and she's like, can you stop? And I'm like, Chichi, get the yayo. <laughs> so I, I, and I only recently saw Godfather for the first time. So I haven't seen two or three. I've only seen one. You don't need to see three. Everyone says that. Did I th- I need to see. Did you it. hear they're recutting it though? Are I they? read somewhere they're going to recut it. Yeah, which, which is weird. But um, it's, I enjoy Scarface more. Oh yeah, it's weird. I'm 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 not one of those. Yeah, I sit at the. You're throne. in the minority. Yeah, you, like I sit at the throne of Godfather and Godfather. I like them. So you, but you, do you not recognize it as like cinematic genius? No, no. I I I see it for what it is. Like I I can say yes. Like you know the what it did for cinema. Um, and, and the storytelling and it, it's just rich with, you know, the acting, the, the, the production design, everything. It's, are you it's about gorgeous. to tell us that it insists upon itself? It's, it oh, are you, about, are you about to go or the same I'm route Peter, as 2001? I'm Peter Griffin it. <laughs> it insists upon it's, itself. No, it, because it, it's one of those ones where it's, it's, you think it was self-aware of how good it knew it was? No, no. Um, what it does, it's, it, it's one of my big things about filmmaking is it's like, don't be Scorsese smug. No, there's that. But, you know, like, you know, you get in late and you get out early. And I think about The Godfather, it never, it's like, it doesn't get in at, it just, it takes its time. It takes its snail pace. And I and I mm. think, this is my problem with Quentin Tarantino, is like, there's no editor. Like, there's no editor. Well, now we're, we're throwing down. Yeah, because he needs an editor. I'm because in between a fight. He doesn't, he, 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 he doesn't understand the, 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 the simple part of, you don't put everything you filmed on the screen, okay? <laughs> you don't. You don't. People don't want to see a three-hour movie when that when you can clearly see, man, you could have cut that scene out and it wouldn't have mattered. Although, and I respect you thinking that. Honestly, I do. Mm-hmm. I disagree. But I, 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 other people have their their own things. What I will say in his defense uh, is that he's an auteur, and he's making a different type of movie than. A, I know I, that's so pretentious. Ste- who steals everything? Like you know, I mean, basically everyone kill, steals. Kill, kill Bill is like Lady Snowblood, and you know, it's just it's everybody steals. But he steals now, from the artsy people, one, and he makes an artsy type of film. What's the difference between yeah. stealing and an homage? Well, it's fine to um, it's fine to do an homage, but then when you say you're doing an doing an homage and you're just stealing. That's when it that, that that's when you see because you can you can say oh dude yeah totally I ripped that totally off of um whatever like I ripped that off of Tron yeah of course I did and, yeah and but when you say no it's an homage to Tron and it's a guy on a light cycle driving around you're just like bitch you you what that's his fan fiction and you're trying to tell me <laughs> that you're that it's an, an homage right like, don't even try and I think that's that's what Tarantino I think that so. I think there's a fine line I think you're right I mean if there was a case of someone making a Tron movie and calling it something else mm-hmm. and I haven't seen this other movie you're talking about so maybe Kill Bill is more of a ripoff than I know mm-hmm. you, but, you haven't seen Kill Bill no I've seen Kill Bill I haven't seen the other one he's talking oh, about Lady Lady Blood. Blood. okay yeah, yeah. Um, which is actually on HBO Max, and it's very good. Yeah, so I don't know. So maybe I, mean, I just don't have the right but, perspective. But also, like in that vein, the Mandalorian is basically Lone Wolf and Cub. Which but is that, but that's kind of yeah, my so point. Like, so it's, like, it's, but you can make us. He he makes spaghetti westerns. So is he ripping off spaghetti westerns? Is he homaging them? Or everyone steals from everybody? I mean, if you make a, a romantic comedy, you're stealing from all the other romantic oh, comedies. Yeah, I mean, that's so thing. my point is, he's stealing. He's stealing from more artistic people. 
he's not stealing from other romantic comedies. He's stealing from super, you know, high brow or low brow, but I mean, just artsy in some way. Some form of brow. Yeah. It's it's a brow. So anyway, you know. I, I, I defend I defend him for that reason, just because he, he has the balls to make that type of movie still where nobody else is. Mm. Everyone else is making the, the cash in either a super low budget movie or a super high budget like blockbuster movie. He's still making the medium budget artsy kind of movies. We'll save this for another. No, it's another time I'm on. We're gonna do a Tarantino one. I'm gonna come back. All right, fair enough. And I'm gonna bring my friend Joe. Because is he gonna back you up or is he gonna? Oh back yeah, you? he is. Oh well, I gotta bring like, a friend. We'll be on set and we'll just like all of a sudden start talking. Somebody will come up, some random like background actor or something, and we'll start talking about dude Tarantino, and he's like, "Look, bro," <laughs> and he just goes off. Meanwhile, we need to get work done. You know, we need to get you know stuff needs to get done, and Joe's just like. And let me tell you about <laughs> Reservoir Dogs and how it sucks. And you're just like, what, Joe? We got to go. It's like 10 <laughs> o'clock at night. But it's hilarious. Like, I can just, like, I can actually say that. I can, you know, someone, I, I'll hear somebody say something about Tarantino. And I'll just go, wait, wait, hold on for a second. Hey, Joe, this guy says he loves Tarantino. And he's just like, what? <laughs> and he walks over. And, he, and it's just, it's, it's like, it's just like, here. Sick him, boy. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm I am open to being educated. Oh, I'll cool. say it that way. Cool. But I I, ha, I have at least my defense. Even, even oh, that's fine. I mean, most people do, and that's the thing. Like most people have a, have a defense with Tarantino. But even if he's stealing and he, all these other philosophical problems you could have with him, I, his movies entertain me, and I think that's the primary objective of a movie. And I feel entertained when I see his movies. My, that's my second. You have uh, the right to be wrong. It's fine. Eh, fair enough. <laughs> so so wait a minute though, Chris. What do you feel about Kubrick? Because <laughs> okay. this okay. is the see, this is good. I'm going to come to the same defense. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay. So, final question. Final question yep. in my quiz. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiz, quiz, quiz. So, quiz, quiz. this one's for all the marbles. Question five: What year is the grandfather's car? Oh wow! I don't but, know. Yeah. I don't know cars. God, that's oh. Man. And I'll even give you a point if you can tell me what type of car it was, the make, the model, anything. God, I'd say I don't know, but I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it's it's such an old car. I would say it's like a it's it's a it's a Ford or an Edsel. Um, All right, you've got Ford. Okay, I was gonna say, I mean, because it's that old, and I would maybe it's man. I want to say it's like nineteen twenty. Okay, that's, do you, do that's you have a guess, guess on Do you have a guess on the on the year? I don't know cars very well. I I, I wouldn't I. I knew it was old, but I was thinking more like a forties or fifties. Cause I think it was, it was mint. If you had to pick a decade, which would you go over? Fifties. All right. It was a 1957 wow. Ford Fairlane, a uh, 500 Skyliner with retractable hardtop roof. Ah, mm. oh, dude, you know, I, I totally forgot about that. I was thinking of the, um, like, like that truck he had. Oh, like the dune buggy yeah. type thing. I totally, yeah. I totally blinked. I totally blanked and forgot all about that. <laughs> That's okay. Right. All and right. Could never I, be confused with a Buick Skylock. Skylock. <laughs> God, I know that line. What's that from? My cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. It has to have been, yeah. All right. So, Act Three, movie analysis. Mm -hmm. So, Allison, what was, do you remember what your nostalgia rating was for this? Seven out of 10. A Zeben out of 10. All right. And what would you predict my real rating would be? So, I predicted that you were going to give it a five out of 10. However, I can't change it. No, though. no, no. I'm not changing it. All right. Stipulation uh, of the five. 10 out of 10 for Nanook the dog, who, real world, the dog's name was Cody. Like he was a, he was a sweet looking dog, I have to oh, say. Yeah. So, that, that, that's all. I, I was saying 10 out of 10 for Nanook. Okay. <laughs> five out of 10 <laughs> for the movie. I can definitely agree with the, uh, the rating for Nanook. <laughs> all right. So, Chris, what would you think? 
rating out of 10, what do you think I would give this movie? Critically. I, 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 I don't know. Your taste in movies is kind of garbage tonight, so I don't know. I catch you my Now, I, I would say, I, I don't know. I, I, I really think you. I, I I I really think you would see the charm in this. Um, so I'm I I was I'm kind of leaning towards like a seven out of ten. All right. So you predict a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Allison predicts a five out of ten. We'll see who's closer to being. Just right. because he tends to rate things on a scale where ten has to be the world's perfect movie, not just can't be horror. Not not perfect, but like I can't. It's s- hard. I mean, it's really hard to get a ten. I mean, because yeah, because like I've done ratings before where you where you're like, all right, cool. I've done. It's like, all right, I've made this movie ten. You know, it's like me. It's like uh, Wrath of Khan. I've made it a ten because it's just like my favorite movie. Well, yeah, exactly. So like, but it, that's like your heart rating. Yeah. And so a ten out of ten for my critical rating would mm-hmm. be not necessarily a perfect movie, but just mm-hmm. I can't imagine a better movie. So it may have mistakes, but I can't imagine something better than that. See, I can't imagine anything better than how Wrath of Khan came out. Well, there you go. <laughs> I haven't seen all of Wrath of Khan. My God. I've seen the end. <laughs> Khan! We all know that icon. But I, I also haven't seen all of uh, original series. I am watching it now for the first time. So I'm I will like, say when you get to it, Star Trek 2, 3, and 4 is actually one of the best sci-fi trilogies of all time. It actually is. It's fantastic. It, it begins in two mm-hmm. and it ends in four. And it, even though there's a motion picture and then there's Star Trek five after that, if you look at those three movies of as, as a trilogy, yeah, they're fantastic. Which one is the one with a space whale? That's four. Four? Okay. Well, no, it's the space probe looking for whales on Earth. Humpback whales. Humpback people? Whales, Mr. Scott. Whales. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that line. Hello, computer. Uh, that's, the li- that's the line I know. Yeah, because he talks to you. Yeah. Just use the keyboard. Oh, a keyboard. How quaint. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so let's get into the timestamp. So what's the first timestamp that you have? So I just wanted to talk about the, the perfect hair that we get to see on each of them. All of their hair. So, so quaffed. <laughs> an interesting tidbit about the, the reveal here on the merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. The order that you see them introduced here is the order that they die. In reverse? Reverse, yeah. Cause yeah, because Alex Munner dies first. Yeah. Well, this is a tidbit that I read on the internet. It, it had to have been reversed. So maybe it's reversed. Yes, but yeah, but yeah, cause it, I don't first. think it said reversed, but yeah, so that that's what it said. Well, that makes sense. Maybe, maybe like, we're turned? Do that's what they mean by die? Uh, no, it says that that's the order that they're murdered at the end. No, yeah, he was first. Yeah, he dies first. So is he the last one seen? Yeah. David's the okay. last. Okay, so maybe it is reversed. Da- yeah, David's the first one walking, and then each of them each of them walking up behind. No, because it was David, then bathtub, then death by stereo, uh, then David. Death by stereo. So it's, uh, no, wherever you got that fact. Wrong. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the death by stereo, I also read that that took days to you film. Miss Sucker. Days out of their three, three weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it, it, sometimes that's the like you know, the acting aside, you can get you can get a lot of stuff done if everybody's like churning, you know, and and we can get through pages and pages of script. You can get that done in like a in like a good twelve hour day. Yeah. But special effects stuff to get it just right, you know, yeah, like that can take that can well, take a long time. And there's also a lot of this movie that's scenery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing. And, and it's not like huge, like this shot right here. Yeah. You've got, you know, you've got there at the carnival. There's tons of background actors. That's why scenes like most of this movie takes place. You know, it's just the main people. It's, it's, it, it's the family in the house. It's the family in the cave. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, you don't have to have 
so much production. You can you can get scenes done, 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 done right, right. without big crowd shots, not big sweeping shots where it's like we got to do an entire cityscape and we got to set up this car chase and everything. Yeah, yeah. That's why movies like this can get filmed so quickly because it's just a tight knit exposition. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. You can just get rid of all of it. It's almost like a filming a TV show. You just have your couple of sets and mm-hmm. you have to film all the scenes that are happening on this set and then yeah. go to the next one and do that. I, I mean, I mean, most likely they filmed all the pier scenes probably in a, like a couple nights at either the, you know somewhere in the production schedule of the three weeks yeah it was like you know uh day 10 11 12 it's like we're doing all the pier scenes we're right. gonna do them all there and then everything else is just all straight up like maybe you know 10 actors on on set at yeah time. i will say uh, just going to the hair right there this is this is a, a main reason just going before you get to this next one this is the main reason this movie could never work again are you just because of the hairstyles was a hairstyle because this was 1987 this is the height of the la glam rock scene we're talking bands like poison even guns and roses started off and they had aquanet all on their hair yeah. la guns firehouse so this was the height of that glam rock metal scene yeah like you can't have these like these vampires are not going to look like this if they were to make remake lost boys see that's such a shame yeah i mean like that's why and 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 the big thing about this too is like for me lost boys isn't just the Peter Pan reference. Mm-hmm. It's also the lost boys and girls at this time. There were so many people, so many boys and girls, well, I guess, you know, who were just going out to Hollywood. They were going to become mm. musicians. They're going to become actors. And they were literally eaten up by, by LA, yeah. by, by Southern LA. Welcome and, to the jungle. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing about the lost boys to me. Like I've always looked at it as it's not just the Peter Pan reference. It's the fact that these are the lost souls that ended up just being eaten by the machine. In this, they were eaten by vampires. Right. But in general, so that's... The vampires, oh, See, yeah. that's an interesting perspective. I hadn't yeah. thought of it that way. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what I've always thought about this movie. It's, it, it, that, that time period especially, there were so many people that were just... It was even even more so in the 80s because the, the 80s was everything about glamour and glitz and it was yeah. just pulling more and more people to LA and they were just getting more and more just in the meat grinder. Hmm. All right, so the next one I've got is... All right, so this is the time where we discover that Santa Carla Santa Carla yeah mm-hmm. is the uh, murder capital of the world mm-hmm. uh, which is based on Santa Cruz so I, I was really curious was Santa Cruz actually the murder capital of the world in some sense I mean at one point the murder capital of the world was Trenton New Jersey and what? That was, and that was like early '90s, so I don't know. And at some point, it was Baltimore. Yeah, it's always so, yeah. Baltimore. But I did look up uh, something about it, and it said that in Santa Cruz there were three serial killers in the 1970s, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, they killed 28 people in 30 months. Oof. That's enough to kind of bump you up to be the murder capital of the world. Yeah, and it's at least famous enough. Like, people are being, you know, murdered by serial killers. It's not just your average... Shooting. Shootings, uh, random things. Yeah, Different people. It was three. It was only three people responsible for 28 killings. Anyway, did you uh, watch the Psych the Musical? I haven't yet. Okay, there's a reference to uh, the murder capital of the world. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't because I decided I'm going to have to do that rewatch after Halloween season so I can finally... Because I haven't even watched, like, the new movie yet. But I did see a really great interview with um, uh, Timothy Olmanson. Oh yeah, it's it's it was after as as uh, the the psych sequel was coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, just it's him as he is like re- still recovering. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of the best like it was him and it was actually him and Larry King. Uh, yeah, I saw that one. It was so good. Yeah, it was it, it was, was like, it was a fan. Like I I watched it at the gym while I was on the treadmill. So inspiring. Yeah, it really was. I mean, he was he he couldn't move. He couldn't speak. He had to relearn how to speak. Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. I mean, insane. And he was speaking in the movie. 
Mm-hmm. And he had, he was laid out for most of the movie. Yeah. But I think at the end, uh, oh, uh, you haven't seen the, the second movie yet. Yeah. And I think by the end of it, they had a, a scene where he walked down the hall. Yeah. I mean, but, but see, that's the thing when they filmed it, he was still early in his recovery. Yeah. Now he's like, now he was saying, I mean, now it's, it's, it's better. Yeah. It's getting better as he, every day, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I will say that Tim Curry to see him right now, it's very sad because mm-hmm. He never was able to regain a lot of his facial and mm-hmm. yeah. same function. thing though. He had a stroke, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, and, and uh, Timothy Olmanson talks about it how he was he was lucky because of who was there. Yeah, there was someone that was right there um, that was able to help him. Uh, I, I forget what because he, he he tells he, he basically said he was lucky that their person was there. If that person wasn't there, he probably would have died. Yeah. Um. So maybe in the, Tim Curry's case, like time went. He wasn't by so lucky. Quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing actually happened with Richard Dawkins, but he didn't suffer like any consequences. Jeez. Yeah. He, he had a stroke and he was, you know, uh, in the hospital for a while, but he, he can walk and speak and he didn't have to relearn to do anything. He didn't need therapy. There's a guy I knew who worked in the industry he's on, in, in like catering, did the same thing. And the only reason he survived today is because he was on a, he was on a ski slope huh? and there just happened to be a cardiac surgeon wow. right next to him. He oh, goes man. down with a massive like heart attack. Yeah. And the doctor knew exactly what to do. Kept him on the in the snow. Kept him like you mm-hmm. know everything cold. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. He's like other than that, he would have been dead. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. So here we're at the scene where the dad is asleep on the porch. Grandpa. Yeah. The granddad is asleep on the porch, and Grandpa. He's playing dead. Dad. Mm-hmm. She just has Looks a like ready. He's dead. Excuse. No, he's just a deep sleeper. He's so, just a deep sleeper. Why would she just assume that? Has and, he pulled this trick before? Yeah. And why is he so weird? And yeah, was his why? character inspired by Robert Shaw? It could be. But Robert Shaw is just legendary for that role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. I mean, completely drunk the entire time. Yes. Uh, I, well, I just meant like appearance and attitude. He's mm-hmm. acting like Robert Shaw from Jaws. Well, it's that generation you thing, you know? Oh, like the bandana and the way that it just kind of that gruffness. Well, he's kind of like, to, to me, I always thought that, thought of this, like this is kind of like, this is the 80s version of OK Boomer. Like the, <laughs> like the boomers in the 80s were like the, uh, like, the, like the burnt out hippies from like the late 60s. The great generation, the greatest generation. Yeah, who were just like, by the time they got to the 80s, they were just done. Yeah. You know, and that's good. Like, like nowadays, the boomers are all like, I'm angry. But back then it was like, it's cool, man. I'm gonna pretend to be dead for my grandkids. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what grand people do. That's what they do, you know? Well, he was growing pot in his window. Darn right. That's right. So he's probably stoned all the time. Okay, so this makes more sense. I was I was really and like he has a craving for ding dongs and why root would, beer. Why would a grandfather do ding this? Dongs. And why would she just she's like, "Oh, he's just a deep sleeper. That's all. He must have pulled this before." Well, yeah. For, yeah, she knows his personality. Yeah, I mean and and, and you can he's tell He's a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, like, you can tell they're a weird family. She's a little like hippy dippy too. Yeah. The way she you know, the mom. But okay, so the kids start reacting. All right, so listen to the kids react. Dad? Dad? Looks like he's dead. No, he's just a deep sleeper. If he's dead, can we go back to Phoenix? <laughs> if he's dead, can we go back to Phoenix? <laughs> well, I'm sure if the mom was acting more freaked out, he would have been more freaked out. Stop it! Are you freaking out, man? <laughs> Are you freaking out, man? That's pretty far out, man. <laughs> Does the space code make your nipples go pointy? <laughs> Do you use your Whoa. pointy antennas to send data back to Earth? 
I bet you do, you freaky old bastard, you. So you've never seen Flight of the Concords, Bowie to Bowie? Yeah, I've never, yeah. I've this never. is Bowie back to Bowie. I've only seen I hear you uh, loud and clear, man. I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> I have, I, I've been told I should watch it, but I never have gotten around to it. I only know Jermaine Clement through um, uh, what, what we, we do in the shadows. shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Carla is the murder capital of the world. Well, there's some bad elements around here. Can we talk about Corey's outfits. Good God. Well, but, but that's the thing. That's another part. That's the 80s right there. I mean, that's straight up. I well, mean, we gotcha shirts and. Well, even Corey shorts. Feldman makes fun of him for it. He's like, yeah. if you're looking for the diet yogurt stand, it's, you know, down the street or whatever. But that was a, but that was a difference. There, you know, like you had the people that would, that wanted to dress like, you know, they dress like the punks. They had the people that wanted to dress like Don Johnson. Then you yeah. had the people that dress like, you know, like mom bought their outfits at, you know, the. At J.C. Penney's because there was no Walmart back then. Yeah. Target. So. Well, you know, I have to complain uh, more about his hairstyle than his clothes. But that's the '80s too, baby. But everybody else's hairstyle I can get on board with, but his. What the Jason Patrick mullet? You can get on board with that. He's got that Kurt Russell mullet. That's a little harder to swallow than most things, but not, <laughs> but not as hard to swallow as this right here because I I don't understand it. It's kind of like um, a badly done Zach Morris. Yeah, yeah, it, no, it it is. You know, this is where MC Hammer got his whole idea. <laughs> Wait a second, let me get this straight. Are you telling me that we moved to the murder capital of the world? Are you serious, Grandpa? Well, now let me put it this way. If all the corpses buried around here was to stand up all at once, we'd have one hell of a that population some bolo tie. So he was, that sounds like more foreshadowing that if this were like a, a zombie movie. But uh, why did the grandfather allow them to move here? Well, if he's, you're... he's acknowledged... That he, especially at the end of the movie, he re-acknowledges that he knows that there are vampires here. Yeah, it's straight up. And that's like the best line of the movie. Yeah, the very last line. It's the best line of the movie. All the goddamn vampires. (laughs) So why would he not move or why would he allow them to come to live with him? I'm trying to, what's your question? Both. Well, I think that if your daughter came to you and said, uh, I left my husband, I need a place for me and the kids to go, you wouldn't deny them that. And frankly, why does he know about the vampires, but not her, if she lived here her whole life with him before moving to Arizona? That's another good question. But now that he does know, shouldn't he at least warn her? Well, maybe they're thinking that, you know, they won't be that big of a deal for them. Or he's just, I mean, he's one of those Because they're locals. Yeah, and and it could just be that he's just uh, protective and, you know, who knows? Maybe he was a hunter. And Mm. maybe he's just stoned right now. He doesn't even realize that they're actually there. Maybe he doesn't actually know that there are uh, vampires. Mm. He's just high and thinks that, oh, yeah, I saw a vampire in my bathtub the other day. What was he doing in your bathtub? Yeah, why? Not important. I was in there. He was with me. Look, I, uh, it's not important. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it happened. We don't need to know why it happened, but it happened. Oh, this was just a crazy dream I had the other day. Forget all about it. No, so. I want garlic. <laughs> so it, does, it, does it seem to you that the grandfather's personality changes? Like sometimes he's kind of loopy and overly friendly and like right there he was super gruff. Well, I think that's just that's the thing. He's 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 loopy when he's when he's high, and then he's he's. I I really think, and this is just me being in supernatural brain right now. I really think he's a hunter. That's why you don't want to go in that room. You know, it, it's like I I think that's where you know, he kept like, his stuff. Yeah, and and I think that's why he knew about vampires, and he was going to try to protect his grandchildren and his daughter. Yeah, and the fact that that she moved away. Cool, you're safe. But now you're coming back here. Let me try to protect you because now you're you're moving back home for a little bit, you know, not for good. So what you're saying is 
their cousins to the Winchesters. I was say, yeah. I mean, like, you know. So that's the, that's the new lore Win- we're deciding right now? Papa Winchester. Oh, yeah. Papa okay. Winchester. I, I, I've I always kind of thought that, you know, just kind of like, especially like at the well, end where you're do like. Do we know what Mary Winchester's name was before Winchester? I'm trying to remember. Yes. Um, it was the uh, Campbell's. Oh, no, but these are the Edisons. Yeah, yeah, it was the so. Campbell's. So they say. Yeah. Yeah, so they say. She was Mary they, Campbell. They want you. They, they want to you to think. believe that. Yeah. It was, Mary, it, was, it was Mary Campbell, John Winchester. All right, so the next one I've got is coming up. So here we're going to the beach. The camera's flying over the water. So, so Zach, I think yours is about to line up with mine. Okay. Were you ready for the sax man? Well, I saw your picture that you posted on Facebook, but I have to say no. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ready for the sax man. Look at this dude. Look it's at this dude. And his cod piece. Okay. Like, <laughs> First of all, I have to say I love this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I love this guy. Okay, funny story about that. Uh-huh. Because of the damn pandemic, you and all of us yeah. could have seen that man live at Ram's Head in Annapolis right the weekend of my birthday this past May. Oh, man. He was going to be there because Timmy and I were going to get tickets. Really? We were, we were going to go. We were like, are you kidding I me? I can't believe <laughs> this. No, he was going to be at Ram's Head in Annapolis. He is a lot less uh, swole now. <laughs> okay, so that I was going to ask. He's still pretty cut, though. Like I, yeah. I, I saw a recent photo of him. So I was going to ask. So this, this is a real musician? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Just Wow. <laughs> Don't start with me. No, no, no. Whoa. No, 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 no. I'm not, don't be defensive. I love this Tim guy. Tim Capello is a genius. I, I, if you haven't seen it, look up, um, um, oh, John Hamm's impersonation of this scene <laughs> okay. in, on Saturday Night Live, where he just all of a sudden just shows up in random scenes where he's just shirtless with a sax. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, this guy, he has a body and a half. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And if that's really him playing, he can play his ass off. And the chains around his neck mm-hmm. and his arms. Like, he looked like he just, like, ripped them off of someone's, like, motorcycle or something. And I have to say, I, I love that, too. Everything about his appearance is great. That song, I, I, will, I, will, I will die on the hill of that being one of the greatest songs of all time. Um, greatest of all t- I like the song but greatest of all time and also and dude, the- know, when that when that when it starts at boom 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 <laughs> boom boom you're like oh here it comes here it comes <laughs> well here let's let's listen to a bit of this also what is it with the barrel fires in I, the I, 80s I was about to say I was like oh, look at him move fire. look at this dude move it takes a very secure man to dance around like that no, and no. Purple leggings and well, yeah, but I have to say, if any man should be secure, it's this guy. This guy right here. I always said if and I and you ever were just going shape. on and on about Rocky's body. Well, he was lean, mm-hmm. lean yeah, muscle. It, yeah, this it, guy it, is. This guy is just a built mother. I always said if I ever got into into really good shape like that, that was my Halloween costume one year. That'd be a great one. One year, maybe, because <laughs> I would. I would just, I'd find those purple pants, chains. Got to tack on some mass. I know where I can get a saxophone. I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy is just brilliant. But, yeah, what was it with the 80s and barrel fires? It's, well, that's that's another thing about, uh, you know, like like beach movies. It, 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 it's, it's either barrel fires or it's just like you're going to go out onto a random beach and have a campfire. Right. How many times have we all been at a beach where it's like, you put a campfire, you better take that fire out. You're going to be going to be yeah. fined $500. And it's like, 
Like, what is it, California, like 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 Thunderdome, where you can just burn things on the beach at any you time? Better you better like? be doing a gender reveal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that it, there are dastardly consequences. I was going to say, yeah. Thank you, couple that had decided to, you know, burn down what? half of the West Coast because of a gender reveal. You know, we all should know this by now, but I don't. What gender was it? No, I, I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, it's... Do you know it, the gender? I thought it was a girl, but who cares? Because I, it's an in, like... <laughs> It's not born yet. It hasn't decided. It's and most people wow. just do like, oh, a balloon explodes and it had purple or it had pink or blue uh, like chalk dust in it. Or yeah, I yeah. cut a cake and the cake had pink frosting on the inside. Yeah, but no. This, so it's a boy. Th- these people yeah. decided to burn down because the it's a boy that West likes Coast. pink. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Who are you to say otherwise? Well, mm-hmm. who are you to decide? Never mind. <laughs> Let's not get into this. Yeah. Who are you? Let's get into eighties barrel fires. Also, I, I really love her skirt. I want that skirt. Yeah. Very sparkly. Now, look at this guy just staring her down. Does not blink. Does not attempt to pretend like he's not staring at her. He's a predator. He seems it. Also, he's a sexy man, too. Look at this dude move. How much baby oil do you think he went through? Dude, and do you I feel love like this guy. Covered in oil, was it dangerous to be that close to the fire? I want you to know, I'm, I'm, I'm not being ironic. I love this guy. <laughs> I seriously do. And we also see our first glimpse of little Eddie Munster. So both of the fellas here are popping. <laughs> yeah. By both of the fellas, I mean Chris and Zach. This is just... It's Look just at him fun. staring at her, though. Like... I've picked up many a woman that way. I'm just saying. Many a girlfriend. I've just been, like, staring. I'm just going to, like... Well, I'm just going to keep staring. You're just going to make eyes? And I do this sometimes. I just go, hello. <laughs> He's doing the Dracula. Okay. He's putting, like, the cape over his... Hello. <laughs> <laughs> So it's amazing how many girlfriends he's had <laughs> based on this tactic. I can't remember. <laughs> so later, am I dating somebody now? I can't remember. Oh, you are in so much she's trouble. Gonna, when no, I she's gonna, she's gonna be on on Sunday. Yep, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So later in the movie, Lady here, Star, reveals Jamie Gertz uh, that she is sorry that she got him involved, but mm-hmm. she felt so strongly for him. When did the feeling so strongly happen? Yes. And yeah. al- and also, he was making eyes at her like he wanted to eat her. And like she, that, that was, was attractive. He was born to be a vampire. Mm-hmm. That's that, I mean, but. It suits him. Yeah, and, and, and it, that's, yeah. I mean, you don't need to explain some of those things sometimes in movies where it's just kind of like, you know, that's. To the to the to the nth degree, this is just like, well, I saw her across the bar. She saw me, and her eyes. It met. was an instant. It was an instant. I yeah. knew that I'd found the one. That's that version of it, except yeah. with you know shirtless sax man. I know where you got that speech from. That, but uh, so I will say that in this movie, though, they're both supposed to be teenagers, and teenagers are led by their groins. Yes. So sex glands. So I will say that in that way. They're just kind of instant infatuation and love. It kind of makes sense because they're they're fucking teenagers, man. Yeah, <laughs> they are. 
yeah. fucking teenagers. Yeah, they make out for a while, but then yeah, then they become fucking teenagers. Yeah, they they become <laughs> fucking teenagers around remember, the middle part of this movie. They're beautiful <laughs> sexual teenagers. You know, that's that's sexy, 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 sexy vampires, sexy <laughs> teenagers. <laughs> Joel Schumacher everywhere, nipples yeah. on the bat suit. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't know that I'll ever forgive him for putting nipples on a bat suit, but you, you got to hand it to him. Sexy. These were oh, some yeah. sexy people. No, I mean it. It is. I mean, and, and you probably had like one of the main members of the Brat Pack with uh, Kiefer Sutherland as your as your lead uh, vampire. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who would, who's the most attractive person in this movie? And what's the name of the sax man, by the way? Uh, Tim Capello. Okay. Good. Um. God, because pretty much it's got to be Kiefer Sutherland. You know, I mean, Jason Patrick. You know, because Jason Patrick was a definitely a good looking guy. This but, fella. Yeah, it's Jason Patrick. Um. Uh, but I would have to say Kiefer Sutherland, just because he was just he exudes he's the something. bad boy. He, yeah, he's, he, yeah, like he's the bad. And Kiefer Sutherland in real life is the bad boy. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. ever want to look up something funny, watch Kiefer Sutherland punch a Christmas tree because someone told <laughs> him that that Christmas tree was talking shit about him. <laughs> what? There's a whole. This, docu- he sounds like right. my kind of guy. Well, well, long story short, too late. There's a documentary where Kiefer Sutherland was managing a band and he goes on tour. He's in Britain with them and he's basically managing them. And he's drunk the entire time because okay. Kiefer Sutherland is notoriously like a party drunk. Okay. Um, so anyway, they're sitting in the lobby of this really fancy hotel and Kiefer Sutherland is completely drunk. And this one guy's like, hey, Kiefer, that, that tree just talks shit about you. And he just launches a, a fist and just <laughs> tackles it. And then, the same, and then somewhere later in the movie, he's sitting at the bar and he either wants another drink or they need to go. And Kiefer Sutherland just sits there and he's staring at this guy and the guy's talking and he just goes, looks at his drink, looks at him, looks at his drink. He's like, you need to learn to drink those faster. <laughs> and it's, it's, so Kiefer Sutherland is complete badass. Oh, I love this mm-hmm. Hollywood moment right here. Yeah. That was a good story. But when he tackled that Christmas tree, dude. I want to like, see that. Oh my God. I it was see like, that. It's just Kiefer Sutherland. Just, <laughs> so he, de- he definitely exudes some sort of uh, devil, Virility. devil yeah. may care yeah. mm-hmm. sort of attitude. I love that. Yep. So but I have to say just physical... Mm-hmm. I have to give it to little Patty. What was his Jason name? Patrick. Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick. I have to give it to him. He has a neck the size of a tree. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a jawline to mm-hmm. die for. And when he has the earring on later, mm-hmm. something about that earring, man. It's funny about Jason Patrick. He didn't like. He did a lot of things, but it's he's mostly known for like this. There's that movie Rush where they uh, him and um oh, I forget her name. It was Jennifer Jason Lee where they play like. DEA agents or something that actually get addicted to drugs and they need to go through that. And that Mm. was like one of his big movies too. Mm. But it's like, he's one of those guys that never really like became like Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland actually, you know, after this, it was like young guns. And then of course, 24. Yeah. He he maintained a level of stardom. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And and that it's just Jason Patrick's just kind of been one of those guys. Yeah. Well, same with Corey Feldman. Yeah. (laughs) But, but Feldman's got a lot of blockbusters under his belt though. Yeah. But current Feldman is kind of an interesting creature. Just he's odd, yeah. Yeah, and he was in Psych. And I felt oh, really. I didn't know that. I, I feel bad for the the past, mm-hmm. you know, that he had to endure. That yeah. probably made him the little bit of eccentric that he is. Yeah. Yep. Oh sure. I mean, he was mouth. So I'm just saying. What? Uh, so Goonies. Zach does not like Goonies. Whoa. Oh yeah, I'll I'll see you later. <laughs> no, that I'm going to take the head. That's a he- that that is a hill that I'm willing to die on. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I um, I'm. He also didn't like Neverending Story. I can see that a little bit more. But Goonies, I don't think man, did I watch Neverending Story all the way through. Well, it yeah, really it years. felt like it would never end. So I think I might have walked away. 
it went on and on, my friend. It sure did. Chris is just shaking his head. No, it's see, I love the never ending story. I grew up with it. I love the Goonies because yeah. Goonies never say die. So I never watched either of those as a kid. I mm. saw Goonies in the theater and I was obsessed. I had the yeah. L.O. Bean special edition data backpack. You know, I, I, like, I wanted that gray members only jacket that mouth wore. Yeah. You know, it was, it was straight. Like I was obsessed. And, and I can I hated, see that. I hated it. The thing about it, like our family had a, um, have a, um, have like summer homes in Nova Scotia. So we're close to Maine. So I'm close to caves and mm -hmm. I'm obsessed about going up to Nova Scotia every summer. I'm like, I want to find a cave system. And mom's <laughs> like, the fuck you are. So like, this is the same argument that I gave for Jaws. And the fact that I, it, it, it doesn't have the same impact on me than it has to other people that saw it when they were younger. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the effects and everything plays a, a big role, I think, in making that feel exciting yeah. and stuff like that. So you can still access those feelings because they're burned into your brain from yeah. when you were a kid. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that. So I go into it and I'm seeing a bunch of corny effects with some child actors and I'm like, follow them size fives. <laughs> but, but I'm starting to like this kid, <laughs> but I, but I say the same thing is, is true about star Wars, but I saw star Wars when I was a kid, like the originals. And so I love them and it's still just as exciting to watch those movies for me because I can access those feelings. Yep. But I bet if I hadn't seen them before and I go in as an adult watching them, like the effects are all right. I mean, I guess I can see what it did for cinema. Well, that's that's prime example for me. Never seen Toy Story. Watched Toy Story mm -hmm. uh, a couple of months ago, yeah. and um, I was like, "Yeah, it was fun." Yeah, see, exactly. But that was it. I mean, I don't yeah. have a desire to go see. To I mean, will I watch the other ones? Okay, fine. Maybe I will go watch two, three, and four. Yeah. But I, I was still just like, okay, that was funny. Are you gonna yeah. watch the Halloween special? I didn't know there was one. Oh yeah, yeah. But but that, that's the thing. It's like I, I watched it and I was like, cool. Okay. Yeah, and I th and that's exactly the same sort of thing that I feel for Goonies. Uh, you shouldn't hate it, then. I'm just saying. I You're well, I, I hate hate <laughs> is a strong word. I don't hate it. I just don't. I, I don't know. It's all right. We go fight. That's right, fine. We'll, I'm we'll, we'll throw for, down. I'm waiting for the throwdown. <laughs> uh, but I also haven't seen it in a while, so maybe I will watch it again, and I, I'd have, have a new appreciation. I'd have a new appreciation for it, perhaps. Zach also doesn't like child actors. No, okay. Uh, just as a general rule, some of them like, are good. I don't like. I usually don't he like child actors. He doesn't like Lucy Pevins from uh, *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, the the young girl. Mm -hmm. I would punch her in the head. <laughs> That's how I was for the kid in the Babadook. I was like, I will murder <laughs> you and everything that is you, you little. <laughs> everything connected to you, I will destroy. Yeah, that's yeah. how I was. That's how I was about the kid in the Babadook. Yeah, Lucy, Lucy from *Lion, the Witch, and the* Wardrobe. It was Lucy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have such a visceral hatred. Which I don't, she was, she was cute. Nah, nah, <laughs> no. nah, 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 nah. Okay. the worst thing that ever happened. Now her brother, oof. Edmund? Yeah, uh, the, the younger brother. Yeah, Edmund. Yeah, because he just, he was punchable. If anyone was punchable, it was Edmund. Oh, sure, but he was designed to be punchable. She was supposed to be cute. I think she's cute. Anyways, back to Lost Boys. You've almost lost me. Wonk, wonk, wonk. I haven't seen Lion, the Witch, and Wardrobe in for like forever. I haven't either. I read the books, though, years was, ago. Yeah, see, I never read them. Oh, so I did want to bring up the fact that Saxman has a wedding ring on. She liked it, so she put a ring on it. If you like it, then you put a ring on I will walk out. I, who sings that? I don't actually know. Beyonce? That's, that's yeah. the only part that I know. Beyonce. Uh, Thank you. I've got no uh, no love for Beyonce. Uh, where's Kaya when I need her? So this is the scene where the uh, the lost boys enter the store. Mm -hmm. 
So I have a question for you boys while this is playing, unless there's a bit of important dialogue. To well, I was going to comment on stuff happening. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, just um, so we don't know this at this scene of the movie, but as we're watching, you know, as they're walking in, there's this acknowledgement between them. Like he recognizes them. They know him obviously because he's their sire. Um, there's a woman that is constantly at the video store also working. Is she undead? And does she know about them? Because there would have to be some sort of connection. I feel like Mm -hmm. for her to, she, she's not threatened by these boys and they're supposed to be somewhat threatening. So my question is, is does this other woman in the background, do we think that she either is like a Renfield or does she know or is... It's a good point. So you think if uh, this fella, well, firstly, how many people, I don't think it ever says in the movie, does uh, this guy, has he sired any other vampires except for these lost boys? We don't know. Yeah, we just know that he just talks about his boys and his boys need a mother or stuff like that. So, I mean... Yeah, it's never stated how old he is. So, yeah. like the mythology of his vampire, yeah, it's never really stated. So, yeah. it, it, it's one of those things where is it important to was it in the script? Is it important for this movie? Probably not. Yeah. So that's probably why it was left out. Yeah, sure. I'm guessing. Um, okay, so what I was gonna say was the, uh, the the boys go into the store, and the dog growls at the main guy, mm-hmm. at uh, David here. Mm-hmm. So he lives with uh, Thorn. Yeah, Thorn lives with Max, right? Mm. And Max is a vampire. So why is he growling at uh, David? Because I thought that they, they established later that they, they growl at undead people. Yeah. But he lives with an undead person. So that that could be just the movie doing that little bit of a, of a, of a swerve, trying to throw you off. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that literally could be all it is. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, hey, there's something shady about these guys. Right. So it doesn't Let's have a dog growl. It doesn't quite make sense if you analyze it, but yeah. it's the sort of thing that they're just trying to give you a hint of kind of what's happening, but yeah. trying to throw you off of Max. Yeah. Saying here's a dog growling because there's something off about these kids. Oh, and it's going to be, it's going to be mirrored when the other dog, the, yeah. other, like, the other dog growls. But yeah, it doesn't make any sense when you say, oh, that's his dog. But Thorne right. is also not a, a real dog. He's a double dog. He's a hellhound. He's a guardian of the vampire. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't know that he was supposed to actually... I think somebody calls him a hellhound later in the movie. We, we see a comic book where it references it. Um, mm. So during the day when he's sleeping, the mom goes to deliver um, an apology bouquet of flowers or a mm. bottle of wine or something. Yeah. Yep. And Thorne attacks her because he's guarding the sleeping vampire. But that still doesn't explain why he growls at David. Yeah. Unless it, it's just he's a threatening presence of some kind. Could be suppose but he is he's walking by his master mm-hmm. too close to daddy maybe he's got daddy issues so that's all i had in this area did you have something else in this area you want to talk about just at um fourteen ten, a tale of two Corys, soon to be best friends all right so cory Haim walks into the comic store so um i will say that the non-cory frog brother mm-hmm. um mark thought and i couldn't find so i couldn't confirm it he thought that um that was originally supposed to be ralph macchio oh i hadn't heard that but it's possible that'd be interesting what to play the the one of the frog brothers no wow okay so Corey feldman is 16 here and when he speaks his voice sounds super strained the the director told him to sound like stallone He, he gave him some stallone movies and was like this is how i want you to be 
I was wondering why his voice was like freakishly deep and weird. Yeah, because he looks like he's he's 16 in reality here, but he looks like he's 12. Yeah, he does look a lot younger. Yeah. Listen, buddy, if you're looking for the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar, it went out of business last Wow, I can hear that now. Actually, the Diet Frozen Yogurt Bar. Yeah, dude, yeah, I can hear that now. Wow. It was an odd choice. It really was. Yeah, I mean, because what it sounds like, it sounds like a, it's what, what it's. I guess maybe that's what Schumacher was going for. Look, you're a kid, but you're trying to sound tough. Yeah. So you got to be sound cheesy tough. So, okay, so you think it was intentionally kind of over the top? Yeah, because I mean, like when they actually get presented with actual vampires, they start freaking out, like you know, <laughs> like they, they, they say, "Oh my god!" You know. So it's, some of my favorite stuff is later in the movie when they're about to go into the cave, mm-hmm. and uh, you got Corey, Fel- the Frog Brothers. And they're like, all right, check check my uh, weapons on my back. Like, all right, you good? All right, now check me. <laughs> it's just so goofy. You guys are kids, and you're trying to sound like you're, you know, in your thirties. Warriors, yeah. Oh, I missed my time stamp. Where I said I felt bad for Mr. Skunky here. And it was just she was too busy laughing at the comics, like actual. Oh, in the funny, car. Funny page comics. <laughs> yeah. To actually be interested in any of his uh. He was trying his advances. Yes. I like that. She kept slapping him and he kept going for it anyway. I'm trying to read my Archies. Oh, what I liked about that scene was the camera swoops in on the car Mm -hmm. from the, from the sky Mm -hmm. at least once or twice before anything actually happens to the car. Hmm. So kind of like their bats like, uh, yeah. yeah. So like the first one, nah, I don't want to do it. You can, you can take it. The guy behind me. And then the next guy comes, nah, I don't feel like doing it. And then the next guy comes, all right, I'll take the roof off. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably, it, it's somebody Alex had fun Winter. with a dolly crane. Yep. Yeah. And. Death. Death from above. All right, now here we've got the grandpa showing off his nice uh, Ford, whatever I said. Ford Fairlane. Yeah, the 1957. Uh, oh, it's not mint blue, but it is a nice blue. I totally, I totally forgot about this car. I totally was going for his old beat up That's truck. as close yeah. to town as I want to get. <laughs> this is such an odd moment. Let's let's watch it. All right, he's taking uh, young Sam into town. Had to let him warm up a little. You hear that, Sam? Just like a baby pussycat. <laughs> okay, let's go to town. What cat sounds like that? An angry one. A sick one. Panther. I thought we were going to town. Uh, that's as close to town as I like to get. <laughs> Yes, he is a weirdo. All right, so... He knows, uh, he knows what's in town. So what I said about this is I find it really weird that Keith Sutherland's character, David, here is such an accurate historian. Yeah. He's like, in uh, 1922, this was the premier hotel. But that's the thing. I mean, he, he's, he's that old. Yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah, how, yeah, that's the, yeah. so like he remembers all this stuff. Do we ever get an idea as to how old he is? Does, does he ever say? No. No, but you do somehow. Now, I don't know if that's like when I watched one of the behind the scenes, like on the special edition DVD. Yeah. But I do know that like he, he, David he's, he's been around for this. Yeah, to he's, he's so it's around the turn of the century, I think. Okay. Like that's how old he is. And everybody else, because you've seen their, um, their uh, missing posters. Mm-hmm. They're younger. younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, David is like. He's he's been around for yeah. at least like you know, eighty years probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, I think, one of the most iconic scenes in the movie. Chinese, good choice. <laughs> Over here, bud. Yes, first. You don't like rice. 
Tell me, Michael, how could a billion Chinese people be wrong? <laughs> Come on. Just plain rice. How boring. <laughs> I mean, but I do they're enjoy, maggots. I do enjoy plain rice. How are those maggots? <laughs> maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? All right, so he he sees maggots. <laughs> so what what is this witchcraft? This is is like, it like a glamour? Yeah. Yeah, vampires can sometimes perform psychic uh, illusions. Okay. Depending on what mythos you follow. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I saw you walk through the spider web, so I just assumed I could. No hard feelings, huh? Renfield, you asshole. Renfield. <laughs> <laughs> they're worms. I mean, they're worms. What do you mean? Tony. So here's the question. Which way does the glamour go? Are they actually worms? Yeah. And he's making them look like noodles? Or are they actually noodles and he's making them look like worms? No, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's actual food and he's playing around with Michael's head. I really wish it was the opposite. This is some kind of weird hazing ritual, man. (laughs) (laughs) They're only noodles, Michael. They're only noodles, Michael. So my thing is, no matter how much you want to pretend that blood is wine or wine is blood, wine does not taste like blood. No, it doesn't at all. Like I, I, or that vampire's drunk twenty four seven. I've tasted my own blood many, many times in my life, and it is disgusting tasting. It doesn't taste like. Oh, that's a. Mm, it's like a, it's very oaky. I, I will say that there is precedent for this, though. I got a little leather, a little smoke. Je- Jesus's blood. Mm. It's definitely mm. wine. Communion. People drink it all the well Sundays. <laughs> you know, I was like, they don't drink it to get drunk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the spirit of Timmy right here and do quote Family Guy. And he goes, he goes, that's Jesus's blood. Oh, he must have always been tanked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will Classic. say that the blood cask that they're drinking from the yeah, the bottle, beautiful bottle, very yeah. ornate. Yeah, that's like one of those things that the art department was really happy to make. Like, are you, are you really? We can do whatever we want. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he's about to drink the blood. And so my other question is, if he refused. Would they have just killed him? Like, what would they have done with him if he had refused? I mean, I'm, that's my guess. I mean, like they wanted somebody else to be a part of him, but if he did refuse, did refuse, it wasn't push. just that they wanted. I think they were commanded to. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were. But yeah. at this point, you don't know that. Yeah. At this point, you just think, yeah, one of us, one of us. Google gobble. Google gobble. Yeah. How much of that was hair extensions on Alex Winter, and how much was his actual hair? Where does the wig begin and Alex Winter's end? That's the thing. Some of these, like, some of these stylists, you know, in, in Hollywood, these movies, like you can never tell. You're just like, well, mm-hmm. I think most of the hair is real on the other guys because, yeah. like, I've seen. Um, What's I'm, with this face he makes right here with the tongue out? Well, like Kiefer Sutherland's hair is, is real because, yeah. like, even in Flatliners, his hair looked like that, very similar to that. Yeah, and um, the the darker hair, other vampire. Oh yeah, like I've seen him in real life, and he has that hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's been at a Chiller. He was at Chiller. Yeah, I think I do remember seeing them there. I mean, not. I mean, seeing them on the list. Yeah, yeah like a Lost Boys reunion. 
I got in a lot of the Michael count in this scene. Yeah. They're only, they're only well, that in the uh, the railroad scene. Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah. Michael, Michael, which we're actually coming up. Yeah, which is my next thing that I timestamped at uh, 3150s. Why the hell would you agree to this? <laughs> yeah, that that's. I mean. I mean, I guess there's something to say, like, he's blood drunk at this point, you know, mm-hmm. so mm. maybe that makes sense, like, he's high. Well, but I think this is also, this was kind of like... A hazy a, a, ritual. Yeah, kind of a coming-of-age movie in some ways, and so he it's was... Stand By Me, He was with dying to fit in? <laughs> no. And uh, I wow. think that he was... Uh, <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I feel like I'm being railroaded. Get out. <laughs> Please, I, double time now. <laughs> I'm just doing my Cary Grant. Get out. It, it was. It was at out. this. <laughs> so anyway, I think this is mainly about uh, him trying to get in with a, a new crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also and uh, he's being uh, peer pressured. I was gonna say it's a it's straight up peer pressure. I mean, I was in a sorority. I know about hazing and peer pressure and all that, but I just nothing that put me at death's door harm. That may be more of a a, a male teenage thing. Oh. Especially uh, uh, the more testosterone-heavy. Oh yeah, male. no, completely. That's, yeah, I yeah. can't support my own weight to do one of these death rituals if I wanted to, which I don't. All right, so next weekend, this is what we're doing. Yes. Okay, you find a working rail yard that would allow us. We're going to find one. Actually, <laughs> actually, I know where there is a, a rail bridge. There down we go. The Eastern Shore. There we so. go. Boom shakalaka. All right, so we've I'm got this all set up. It. I already uh, said that I don't have the arms Peer strength. pressure, peer pressure, peer pressure. And yet, under pressure. I'm not going to do anything that'll get me killed before I go to Disney World on my honeymoon. Look, you just need to turn into a vampire before you try it. It'll be exactly. all right. Exactly. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. Trust us. Not we before Disney. I want to, They've limited Disney hours, so I want to be able to ride the rides, and I can't do that if I can't go out during the sunlight Look, hours. okay, we'll risk your life after your honeymoon. It'll be yeah, okay. It'll be fine. That's it'll fine. Be, it'll be what they call a November surprise. All right, so the next one I've got is 38. Oh, we probably will overlap. Oh, please, not the bathtub scene. No, God, no. It's the bathtub oh, scene. Oh, yeah. God. No, I said, it. I mean, vampire or not, I think we would all want to kill this kid. Yes. <laughs> all right. So, oh, so you, you, you... If there's a low, low, low point in this Thank movie... God. Oh God! <laughs> I thought that it turned into Home Alone. Yeah, at, at that. I, I I can remember just first seeing this, just going, "Oh, could you just shut the?" F- he <laughs> <laughs> was taking Macaulay Culkin's work before Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, and I was also going to say in this scene, you know, Nanook is a very good dog. I'm just forever grateful that they didn't hurt the dog in this movie. Yeah, why, why would they have hurt the dog? Because in every horror movie, yeah. it feels like they have something against the babies. Yeah, like you know, like, I just watched um. Uh, Amityville, and I'm always just like, oh yeah. Now, actually, no, but you know what? I, I remember the Amityville, the original dog survives. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, Brolin goes back in to get the dog. I can't believe Ryan Reynolds would agree to that. Yeah, and and, and then in the remake, Ryan Reynolds, really they act the dog. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill your face. Yeah. So why did this turn into Home Alone? I just cause. They're trying to make you uneased. Oh, yeah. I'm uneasy. Well, it's it's it, it's yeah. It's yeah. just like he he doesn't. It, 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 I guess it's the ultimate way of like he has no clue what's getting ready to happen, mm-hmm. and that's why the dog, you know, growling and attacking and everything is. is so important. my my question. So he's like he's got his eyes on uh, Ooh, on that's young, a ferocious freeze frame on young Sam over there. So why did he have this like predatory instinct all of a sudden? 
Well, because it doesn't seem like any of the other vampires do. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's in vampire lore. He's just becoming a vampire, so it's like so he's ultra vampires are hungry. Yeah, and okay, out of control. It's just straight up. Yeah, and and the thing is, like in some vampire lore, you don't. That's your no turning back point. If you drink drink the blood, if you drink the blood, you're forever a vampire. But if you don't, there's a chance you can be saved. Well, I think that's different in this movie because no, it, he, no, it, yeah, it, it's it's he's becoming a vampire, but this is that this this lore is like he's becoming a vampire, and you have to make a kill before you're a full vampire. Well, mm-hmm. it's it, it's 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 not just that; it's it's just straight up. It's it's like it's think of it as like hormones, you know, like that could have been a cute girl next door, and it's just like oh, oh, so he's going through puberty twice in this movie. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of what they're kind of showing, where it's like it's it's like man, that's my little brother right there, but I'm gonna. Kill him. Well, he deserved know. it in that scene. Yeah, and, and he had to be broken out of it by the dog who was kind of his protector. Yeah. Yeah. Such a quick scene. Puppy! <laughs> Puppy! Power! <laughs> scrappy Doo. Well, I was going to say, was a that Scrappy Doo? Magnum. Scrappy Doo. Magnum. That was also Eddie Izzard. So much Eddie Izzard. All right. So the By next the one. By the end have, of our recording history, I think we're gonna have cover dressed to kill from start to finish. I hope someone can make it like a supercut of every single <laughs> reference we make and put it in order, and it will just be us performing his Man, act. Man, we're gonna need a super fan. Yep. Maybe the guy in Russia. Privet. Mm. Privet. I had to say hello to him last time. We have a Russian listener and a Swedish listener. Privet, comrade. Privet. Tovarish. Spasiba. Impossible. Spasiba is, I think. Thank you reflection in the mirror like how quickly he believed that he was a vampire well i yeah. mean he is seeing his brother like disappear in a mirror you know? yeah that's pretty damning yeah yeah, yeah. your creature of the night michael your creature of the night michael. just like out of a comic book but remember i mean your he vampire. also he also at this point he's what supposed to be 12 or something yeah he, he he's already got his brother acting weirdly you know uh, son all that stuff and some older people at so a comic he, store telling him yeah he didn't even need his brother to start disappearing in a mirror to be like man maybe you were a vampire yeah, 12 year old yeah. brain saying obviously yeah you're a vampire he sleeps yeah, yeah. all day his hands are really sweaty <laughs> yeah it's just like you're like okay <laughs> makes perfect sense Michael, my own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was Let me talk. Wait, wait till mom hears about this. Do you have one before 4328? No, my next one is 4840. All right, so we've got Michael dangling outside. By telephone. So why is he floating out there? He accidentally allowed himself to get flung out the window because he kept hitting the ceiling. Oh, nothing. It was a bad decision. He's starting to learn how to fly, and he's yeah. like, Better. Okay, so this is the power of flight. Yeah. yeah. I thought it may have been like he didn't have permission to be in the house anymore, and so the, like, the magic that. was kind of pushing him pushing out. Pushing him out, yeah. But, but then he time, continued to it's, float. It's still his house. Like, that, I, yeah, I, and that, that, that was... He's human count. enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it was already his thing, so he doesn't yeah, have to... it's his family's house, so he doesn't yeah. have to be invited in. Right, right. Okay, so it was Nothing. that question, and also I just love what he says. I can't talk about it on the phone. It's about Michael. Don't listen to him, Mom. He doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up, Sam. Mom, help! I just really love that line. 
Don't listen to him. Mommy doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, who would, like, that sounds so guilty. Like every, every mother would be like, yeah, I'll be home in like five. I just absolutely love that. Like, what made him think that that was going to make her like, oh, okay. Sure. I'm going to go back to watching Golden Girls. You sound super innocent, so I'm just going to go back to doing what I'm doing. I, You haven't done anything to make me doubt your credibility yet. <laughs> yeah, but just don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Son. Have you been drinking? Have you been doing the pot? <laughs> uh, so I don't have one until now an hour and 13. 48, 40. So uh, just the scene. He berates her for information. I can, I can tell you. But I won't. So let's just make out. Exactly. Yeah. It's got that, it's got, oh it's got, the, it's got the theme playing though. Gerald McMahon Mary right there. Schumacher. What's happening? This is getting funky music. Cry little sister playing. Yeah. I do love that song. Oh, it's it's amazing. The soundtrack is just amazing. Agreed. And then um, right after the canoodling, so there's these... a bunch of clouds, and I was just like, I swear it's the same clouds they used for Never Ending Story. <laughs> it could be could be stock footage. So these are the sexy kids. I guess he was after. Mm-hmm. Right before she joined. Uh, Tornado Chasers and Twister. She was in Twister? Mm-hmm, she was the... Never really seen Twister all the way through. Oh, yeah, so... I was forced to in school. She's the therapist girlfriend um, of the guy before he leaves her for Helen Hunt. Oh, okay. See? Very... Uh, never ending story. Beautiful. My next is uh, 5540... Where I, I said, uh, does Max have a bit of a Barry Boskowitz thing going on with the uncomfortable uptightness? I have a hard time pausing it during that song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, it's so good. It's I, like, I can't it hear it because I'm without Oh, that's, I keep forgetting that you can't hear things. I know. It's like, just let it play. Just let it play. What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop. So, uh, Barry Bostwick, what are you talking about? Uh, 5540, I was saying, like, does Max in the scene have a little bit of a Barry Bostwick thing going on with that un- kind of uncomfortable uptightness? And you must be Max. Right. How are you? Hi, Brad. Brad Majors. <laughs> Brad Majors. <laughs> yes. Can, Can we use your phone? <laughs> Say, do any of you know how to Madison? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, charming people is folk dancing. Well, you're the man of the house, and I'm not coming in until you invite me. You're invited. Thanks very much. Now here's the thing about like lore there too. It's yeah. like a, a vampire in training. Can he really invite Does the he vampire have that master? Yeah. I mean, I guess this it's is his grandfather's house. But it's why he wasn't kicked out of his own house because yeah. it is his thing. I guess so. He's got the authority to. That, that that I don't know. That's almost like putting a sleeper cell in to like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you know what, you know, put you in there, then invite me in. That's kind of what he did. Sure. I've seen people do that with Renfield I mean, he's, before. He's playing dirty, but I don't think it's a, you know. I don't That's think vampires dirty pool care about. <laughs> dirty pool. So uh, that is curious, though, because I, I feel like this movie's of two minds when it comes to allowing vampires into your house. Because yeah. in the end of the movie, it doesn't seem like it matters. Because all the other vampires start breaking in and they've not been invited in. You lose power. That that's what he says. He said uh, once you're invited in. So maybe because you lose. This, invited yeah. in, he can bring anybody. Well, in it, no, wants. but that that explanation was when you invite the vampire in, then the holy water and stuff won't affect them. 
mm-hmm. but they never invited the other vampires. Of course, well, well, everyone knows that. Well, <laughs> yeah, I like that line. Well, may, well, maybe because because you know the sire was let in. Now everybody can be let in. Is that how it works though? Blood. That that seems they're like that would be such. Blood. There's all. Yeah, I know, but that that seems like wars. it would be like if you let if I give you the code to enter my house, everyone you know or like all of your people now can come into my house. So what you're saying is I shouldn't have posted that on Facebook. I'd appreciate it if you take that down. <laughs> no, already... Really, this was a very long conversation to get to that. <laughs> oh, you thought we were actually analyzing this movie? No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to have a talk about the, the uncouthness of your posting. posting my codes. Posting. Now remove it post haste. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that I don't know. That seems like a slippery slope. So, but you th- you think that's what they're saying in this Slip, movie? Flippery. Yeah, they're they're of his blood, and so yeah, maybe by they they have proxy access. Has like, the, has that ever been in a, in another vampire movie lore? Mm-hmm. No. I, I'd never heard of that before. But I haven't actually had a lot of um, same sire situations mm. uh, like this, where there's a whole hive that were sired by the same father. Yeah. Well, who made Ginger Ginger Vamp in uh, in True Blood? Bill. Okay, so. Places that Bill was able to get into. Do you ever remember a situation where she had to ask permission to get in? I it's been so long since I've seen, seen I don't the show. Re- I mean, she's she spent a lot of time at Bill's house. I don't remember her needing access to many places. I will say that she was invited back into her Deborah Ann Wall's character in True Blood was invited back into her father's house um, where she had a kid sister and a mom still living and she had to get invited back into the house and then Bill had to get invited back into the house. So it didn't work reversely, but I don't remember a situation where it was described the other way. Yeah. But that's like, but that, that's the thing. That's the playing around with vampire lore. It's, it's literally, uh, and I'm coming at this from the writer's perspective. Yeah. The writer basically writes in there that, you know, main guy, uh, he basically, the sire get, gets let in, you lose power. That literally is just one line writer write, writes that is just going to explain it. You know, well, it, that's it, what that explains the the main vampire not being affected by the traditional methods but, used to hurt a vampire. But also, but also think about how he just he doesn't say that he just says that you lose power. So when you say lose power, you're basically just losing power over everything to the whole house. Domain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's something as simple as so we don't have to go into that explanation. We don't have to go into why all the rest of them came in. You just can simply write. Um, Bad guy says you've lost the power because you invited me in. Ha 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 ha! You know, Mwah. I don't know if R-D-R-R. I. I yeah. feel. I feel like at least for me that doesn't feel sufficient an explanation for those things because basically, if you invite any vampire in, then you lose power to your whole house forever. But that's, for all vampires. Well, even in True Blood, that wasn't a forever. There was ways to revoke it. Yeah, and, and, and Buffy did that too. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it, it's like I revoke your your invitation. People. Well, sure, okay, but but until you did that. You've, but how can you do that? Because you've lost all power in your house. So the the revoking... By this lore's standards, anyway. So by this lore's standards, they never go into the theory of revoking. Yeah. But like in Buffy, there was a specific ritual that you had to do to complete a revoking. In True Blood, all you had to say is, I rescind your invitation. Yes. Yeah, and then people would be forced out. Like yeah. I've seen that in other movies, too. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems like if you've lost your power to do anything in your house, that Recension would include revoking. Is a new power. I guess. I don't know. It feels weird for me. That's the first thing in the movie that. And if that's not real, none of this is real. It's, I'm throwing up everything. No, every hands in the air. I'm done. So one of the things that I do like is that vampires um, will play up into lore. Um, it 
supposing vampires were real, playing into the lore so they could pass tests that were created to test for vampires. So okay. like um, crucifixes. Oh, see, I'm not really a vampire because if you put a crucifix on me, nothing happens. Yeah. But that was a vampire-created trick that people bought into, and so now that's the test. Yeah. Anyway. Go about it. So one thing that I have a problem with in the movie is um, the vampire guts. Why does it make them shimmery? This isn't Twilight. Uh, I just read that uh, the director wanted them to have shimmery blood. Oh, fair enough. And once again, nipples on the bat suit. So, <laughs> yeah, he takes swings. He takes artistic swings, and sometimes they work. Sometimes they're nipples on a bat suit. Sometimes it's just you know, nipples on a bat suit. <laughs> it's gonna be. That, that's the new expression. 2020. <laughs> nipples 2020. on a bat suit. <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's the year equivalent of yeah. nipples on a bat suit. Nipples on a bat suit. Now, why would you start with the tiniest one? Wouldn't you want to start with the biggest, most imposing one? Or, or just like, hey, you stand there. You stand in front of him. You stand in front of this three. Take three out at a time instead of just being like, boom. Oh, let's see what happens. Okay. Let's get down and re. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Alex Winters has very long eyelashes. And I like that he's got to say a dramatic line before doing it. I am glad it was him, though. It was killed. Why? I didn't like him. Him specifically? Yeah, his hair. Was... Did, you, did you like him in Bill and Ted? Of course. So it was only him as Fair. a vampire? Yeah, the, 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 hair, the hair was just out of control. All right, so I guess he's he's bursting into flames in the sunlight, right? Yes. And the reason that Michael hasn't is because he's not made his first kill and therefore well, not become still, a full vampire. He's, he's still, weakened, but yeah. he's not combustible. He's like in the crystallis form right now. Um, do we ever see uh, the uh, star in the sun? Yes. Because um, she's also not a full vampire, she says. Correct. Mm -hmm. But every day it's getting harder to resist. Yeah. Resist the kill, which would make her a full vampire. Yes. Yeah. As far as and I understand And Laddie it. as well. Yeah. Right. So at the end, Laddie turns he he turns into like his vampire state, right? Mm -hmm. He gets yeah, the prosthetics on yeah. and everything. So uh, was that a uh, does that just automatically happen at something? Why did he do that? And so why didn't she? Why didn't Mike, Star? Michael did too. Yeah, but yeah. Star didn't. So she, I don't think she aggressed that far. Like she wasn't beaten up or scared or defensive. Yeah. Because think about like 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 hormones. I mean, once again, you're going into the adrenaline pumping through Michael. Yeah. You know, like that. That definitely is something that can like you know exacerbate any situation. Yeah. Kind of like a mutant power. It comes at times of extreme stress. Or... Yeah, that's true. Or Harry Potter magic for a child. They all of a sudden have uh, unfathomed magic, even mm -hmm. without a wand. Interesting. Have you not, uh, you're not into the Harry Potter lore? <laughs> was, was it like Toy very, Story for you? Very convincing. No, no, yeah. it was, uh, no, I actually, I still haven't seen the very last movie, part two, but um, I read the book, so like I know what happens. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I just haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, so. The books are the important part. The movies are. Yeah, like I read the book, but um, no, I, no, I enjoy Harry Potter. I, in fact, I actually enjoyed the um, Order of the Phoenix video game so much that I played it to a completion. I can't remember if I played those or not. Yeah, it was. It was I played at least Xbox. the first two. I played it all the way through, and I got the the, the perfect gamer score. I went oh, and wow. played it like three or four times just Nerd to get alert. it. I know. Speaking of, are you going to get the new one coming out? The new Harry Potter game? I actually had another was a new one. Yeah, out. it's a next gen Harry Potter game, a full RPG where you make your character, you go through Hogwarts and everything oh. like that. 
it looks really good. That's pretty cool. No, yeah, yeah like I, I've tried twice to get the new systems, and and both times uh, pre-orders have punched me in the face. Ah, uh, see, uh, I, I had hookups over here. Uh, Allison's uh, husband Hook pre-ordered sacco. one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that must be nice. It must um, be nice. I'm trying to order must Taco be Bell nice food so I can get a free Xbox. Hamilton on your side. Are you going to just Is that well, why uh, you're abusing yourself with Taco Bell? No, actually like like today <laughs> I stopped by cuz I was hungry and I needed to eat lunch so I just got Taco Bell and I got a drink and only drank like half of it and just throw the rest of it away. I will say I'll have some leftover Taco Bell. I'm not above that. Yeah. Does it All taste you have to do good is get a medium Mm, well, yeah. it doesn't feel good. <laughs> I will say that that one time we got the twenty taco packs for the um, for oh, the Halloween party. Yeah. There were some left over the next day, and I was like, I'm very hungry. And I was like, these are surprisingly still good. Do you put any hot sauce or anything in them? No, no, I'm I'm pretty much just whatever. Yeah. Speaking of, I don't think you know about this, but I made my own brand of hot sauce. I I, made, I homemade it, some hot sauce with it killed me with, to smell it with habaneros and peppers that my dad grew in his garden in Baltimore. Speaking of uh, the Tarantino, my friend Joe does the same thing where he makes his own hot sauces. You guys should really talk. All right. Yeah. I, I, I hot could... sauce and hating on Tarantino Exa- slash exact, loving Tarantino. Exactly, yeah. yeah. See, I think I would get along with this guy. Mm-hmm. We'd have a fruitful conversation maybe. Mm-hmm. He'd come over it. to my side and we would watch uh, all of Tarantino's movies. <laughs> maybe he and I should start a podcast where we watch Tarantino movies and come at it from clashing perspectives. Seriously. Because he actually, um, he's done a podcast before, like a genre podcast. So yeah, you should. I dig it. Dig it. Whoa. It was a yawn. I'm sorry. Evil oh, face. man, that was scary. This is way past my bedtime. Evil well, face. let's get to it, man. Before you and I start rope burn laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that got out of control. We had like 20 minutes where we were just giggling at the phrase rope burn. Rope burn. Rope burn. <laughs> So Imagine the world's worst Pokemon. <laughs> the world's worst supervillain. He just goes around from town to town what giving people a rope burn. I don't know what so, you guys do in the dirty Dina, but So in in waxwork, one of the waxwork that comes to life at the end of yep. the movie has a, a length of rope. And he's not quite strangling the person. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like he's got them th- down, like he, he's on top of them. Yeah. He's going like this with it, and we get that he's probably trying to like saw the guy's throat off. Yeah, but it's still rope. Yeah, it's gonna so, take years. So, so he's like, just giving him some rope burn. <laughs> wow. And we're like, we couldn't forgot all about that. <laughs> we couldn't tell which wax work it was. <laughs> so it's a created entity. Yeah, rope burn. <laughs> I mean, I can understand. Okay, that makes that makes a little more sense to just being like, "Hey, you know what's really funny? Roper. Roper. <laughs> I know you had no context at all. Because like speaking of somebody who's had ropers when I when I used to do when I used to sail, I was just like, I was like, y'all don't think that's you shouldn't be thinking that's funny because I. I know what actual rope burn is. I don't think you do. Oh, you, you think we're being insensitive yeah. <laughs> to actual rope burns out there? There's a guy with a boat out there who's just going, he's just going, son of a bitch, I lost a finger that day. No, we, we talked about the dangers of rope tangling when we In did Jaws. the Jaws episode yeah. because I've known people to lose limbs. We treat it with all due solemnity. But you're Good also use not. Of the word solemnity. But you're also not like trying to hunt down a great white shark all the time. So. Not, not often. Not all the time. I would yeah. hope not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, occasionally on, on weekends when I'm don't have anything. Feeling randy. When I'm feeling a bit randy. <laughs> so my next timestamp is 118.45. Well, mine is 113, so I'm going to do mine. You do you. So this is, I've labeled this as Grandpa's Gas Rule. Cool in a nook. Your dog knows a flesh eater when he smells me. Take him outside. So who's he growling at this time? 
I, all the vampires? I guess the the unconscious lady and lady, lady. I don't know. I feel like he should be he, he should be cool with vampires now. Well, just because you know one doesn't mean you know them all. Some not all of them are good fellas. I see. Good fellas. Come on, Anuk. And Michael. You know the rule about filling up the car with gas when you take it without asking? No, Grandpa. Well, now you do. <laughs> and exit Grandpa. Okay, that's pretty cool for a dude who just saw his car being stolen a few hours ago, mm -hmm. and then they come back with some unconscious people and a kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, it's, and yeah. then he's just like, fill up with gas. Bye. Look, what you're doing, none of my business. Just... Just respect the house rules. But it's just, it's so weird because once again, like I said, that's that's the 80s okay boomer where they're just like, whatever, man. <laughs> you just killed a lady maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Just you fill the car up with some petrol. <laughs> Next, yeah. I've got to go into town sometimes and need some gas. Don't care if you kill people. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really care what you do with your free time as long as that free time gives me some free gas. <laughs> pick anyway, me up some root beers. That's all, that's that's all I need. A TV gas. Uh, I have a filmic note. Just I wanted to point out. It's it's you know no critique or anything. All right, so we're in the cave. The vampires are flying out. We're not seeing them, but it's implied. Yeah. Uh, the vampires are coming out of the cave, and then we get a shot of the waves. The shot is in reverse. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, well, but, it's because that's how you get it. That's yeah, I mean they they could have I guess. Uh, I mean, they had to get the camera there to back up so they yeah. could have gone in. But I was guessing that they were reusing a shot that was from somewhere yes. else in the movie. Yeah. And they just and, reversed and, it. And it, it, it all depends on how they got that shot. You know, like yeah. it, was, it was probably easier to get it a certain way. Or it was, um, long story short, uh, about the um, shooting things like that. Sometimes that's the only shot they got, even though they had like four or five cameras on it or something. Yeah. The story about that goes to the spy who loved me, James Bond, where he jumps off. Jumps off the mountain and then he, he jumps, throws off his skis and then all of a sudden a parachute comes out and there's the Union Jack parachute and that's how the movie starts. They had like three cameras because they only had the stuntman was going to be able to do this in, insane jump where he was going to ski and then throw his skis off and you know they got that shot. Um, and the, the one shot, the one camera guy who actually caught it, nailed it. Yeah. And, that, and, 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 it, and that was it. It was perfect. So something like that where that's probably that maybe that's all they had. Yeah. It's like shit, we're over time. Let's just go with what we got. Just reuse this. Yeah. So can I disappoint you real quick? What's that? I've never seen any James Bond movies. I, I, I feel like turned Brosnan. away from us. I was just, I, I, it does, that doesn't shock me. No? Yeah. No. I did, whole... I did start one of the, uh, one of the uh, Sean Connery uh, ones, mm -hmm. but I didn't make it all the way through. It's, Not because it, I didn't like it. I just, I don't remember what stopped me and I never went back to it. You're forgiven. I, I am totally, I want to see those, but they're not on our list as far as I know. Yeah. So I'll have Trust to do it me. in my free time. I already did a podcast, an entire podcast series about the Bond movies. So what would you say? Are they worth going back to? Oh yeah, they're fun. I mean, because it's a lot of, you know, classics, you know, just like fun. Like I'm a 60s. Roger Moore girl though. Yeah. Um, I, I used to be a Brosnan. I think physically Brosnan represents the perfect entity of what James Bond looks well, like. If you read, if you read the books, um, it's a cross between uh, Brosnan and um, uh, Connery. Mm. He's just, he's like tall, dark, handsome. Yeah. yeah. I think I would much rather us watch In Like Flynn. Those are good. Right. Our Man Flynn and In Like Flynn. Yeah. I don't know. It's, Flynn. it's are those my James, favorite movie. <laughs> are, those James, are those James Bond flicks? 
kind of, it's uh, what it was, Austin, it's more like an Austin Powers, yeah. but what mm. Austin Powers was trying to be, not yeah. what he is. And just okay. like that, that kind of, he has all these girlfriends. And it, it was real cheesy. It was straight up just like, you're doing Bond. We're going to do this cheesy American version of Bond. Yeah. That sounds oh. like Johnny English. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of kinda. is. But it, it was just James Coburn just being like this, like, over the top kind of like, but 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 he wasn't Johnny English where he wasn't goofy. Right, he was actually cool and he actually could kick your ass. You know, okay, like it was James Coburn. Right, um, but yeah, it was just fun. But that's exactly what Austin Powers like. Like Mike Myers saw those films and was like, "That's the kind of movie I want to make." Oh, yeah. Okay, so. so he stole. Yeah, just like Quentin. It was an homage. <laughs> I don't know, it's Mike Myers. You definitely can't make an argument. So much <laughs> did, did you ever see Love Guru? No, no. I, I refuse. It looks so stupid. I mean, it was basic. It is just uh, Austin Powers by another name. Yeah. It's the same type of movie. That's what it looked like. And it, it was kind of sad. But it looks more um, inappropriate. like Racially insensitive, having yeah. a, a white Canadian do an Indian dude. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he was from India. Yeah. I was kind of like, eh, what? Uh, yeah, I mean, Rowan Atkinson has done that also. It's probably like like how people were pissed off that uh, when Adam Sandler played Zohan, where he played um, yeah, was he was like Israeli or Palestinian. I can't remember. I never it, watched it that. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it either, but it pissed off a lot of people. Sure. Uh, so yeah, people have their qualms about that as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, the next one I've got is at uh, one eighteen seventeen. Mine was one eighteen forty five. So yours probably hits it too. I just get so mad at them. I think I should warn you all. For tying the dog up out there, knowing that they're about to be under vampire attack. Yeah, it's so weird. And it's like... Some yell and scream, some go quietly, some explode. So I just like this war pep talk. Like, it's pre-war pep talk, and he's saying some goofy stuff. I think I should warn you all. When a vampire bites it, it's never a pretty sight. No two bloodsuckers go out the same way. Some yell and scream, some go quietly, some explode, some implode. But all will try to take you. What is it like for a vampire to implode? Well, we see it. I mean, does he mean melt? No, like kind of like crash into themselves, you know, go concave. So mad at them for killing Yes. So when I hear implode, I think of uh, Sauron. When, uh, yeah, he like, or no, no, the, the witch king, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. witch king at the end of return yeah. of the king where he like goes into himself like that. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Did, well, that, that's the whole thing. Like imploding and exploding. It's still, sometimes you don't know which one just happened because imploding, like for example, um, fluorescent light bulbs, technically they implode when they break, uh, they, they cross and they explode. So, but they're exploding, but they're actually imploding. Like they actually just go like that yeah, yeah instead yeah. of going like this yeah so yeah it's it's like when people for say for those implode, listening yeah, his I was gonna hands say, good were radio. making a gesture yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i'm just saying yeah so like they just go into each other but it looks like they're popping out the side it looks like they're exploding but they're actually imploding yeah sure sure all right so the next one i have is 1950 about tree fitty did you give it to him about a week ago about- it was the Loch Ness monster <laughs> <laughs> all right so here they come bursting in without being invited mm-hmm. loss of power Yeah, you're next. No, you're next. No, oh, you're really next. Good dialogue. 
So that was good foresight. So did they think that garlic was going to work? And I guess just in this in this uh, uh, conception of the vampire lore, garlic just never works. Yeah, I mean, just I think they were covering all bases, combining yeah. the garlic with the holy water. Right. Yeah. You just need to hire a priest, and then you can have holy water running hot and cold. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That'd be nice if you had like an auto sanctifier or something like that. <laughs> in, auto in, sanctification. In, so like in, installed in your home, so mm-hmm. the water coming out of your sink is holy. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. It's kind of like having like a Culligan system, but for you know papal reasons. Exactly, and the, and salt, and the, and there'd be like a rosary beads. Have you ever just been tempted, like walking through a big throng of people, to do the uh, the Winchester test and just go Cristo and just see if anyone? <laughs> I, I think I have actually done that. I, I don't I get this I, reference. I think I've been there. Where you just say Cristo, just see if they're like, <laughs> yeah, just. But then what would you do? Well, shit. I'm happy for them. They're having a moment. Well, oh, yeah. we're, we, so in Supernatural, uh, they determine that you can test who is really a demon by saying Christo, uh, Christ. Tandy. Um, because it's part of the uh, exorcism spell and yeah. also just the, the name Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing that, um, it makes the, the demon like go flinchy they show themselves by like showing their eyes like, yeah it's, it's uh, first thing like they won't have control like all of a sudden like they just look at him they and, lose and they, like, the cristo and also their eyes turn black and it's just like well no you're a demon right right but i've been tempted like just walking through a large group of people just to say it just to you know i i know nothing's gonna happen but i also want to see if something happens <laughs> I figured it's it was just twenty twenty. If, if any year if, it's going to happen, it will happen then. You just want to find other nerds in the in the crowd. Well, or demons. Yeah. Or de- demons, well, sure, demons, but, yeah. but yeah. at the same sure. time. But I, if you did find a demon, what would you do? Panic because that would. You best start to learn that exorcism spell. <laughs> I just got past one episode where like where like Sam was was trying to say the exorcism spell and he he, he was saying it and the when the and the demon like grabbed him by a shirt he couldn't say it so he reached into his phone and he hit his uh, he had like a his phone he turned it on and it was he threw it across the room and it was a voice recording of the exorcism spell. Oh, that's nice. And I was like yeah. that was great. It took him till season nine to do that. It was, that's pretty it, good. It was pretty good. Good doggy. Oh that's right. yeah, that's right. Into the tube. Now I'm not gonna lie; it looked like someone off camera threw the dog. Well, I think they've done that twice now. When he jumps into Michael and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a very good doggy. Yeah, look at him. But a lot of time, those dogs. I mean, like animals on set are, are usually there's there's they're whole, treated they're treated great and they're and they're um their trainers are their owners and mm. they're usually like really protective. Well, it's it's that, and it's the people that do this. It's a whole industry. I mean, like that dog's owner made buku box for that dog to be yeah. in this movie. That dog was also on Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, and um, a different show where it was a wolf. Oh, yeah, is that real? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I looked it up because I was curious about the dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's like I've met a bunch of people who have who have had animals for movie and TV purposes, and they're just. They're just extreme animal lovers. And yeah. the thing is, you actually get yelled at more by the 
the production than you are by the people. Like a dog will come on set and, and everybody's don't even look at the damn dog. Uh-huh. And then the people are like, no, no, this is Sammy. Sammy's really cool. Sammy loves pets. Sammy loves belly rubs. But yeah. meanwhile, the, the producers are like, what are you doing talking to that dog? Well, I can kind of understand because they don't know what yeah. might set off a dog and like throw it off yeah. its thing. Like it has to perform. So Ricky Gervais got in trouble for his Netflix show, the... Um, uh, I can't. I cannot imagine that he's been cruel to any animal. No, he loves animals. but he wants to. One? Yeah, after like he wanted to pet it and feed it and treat it like a like a friendly dog. Yeah, and they're like, no, they are a service dog. They're trained to be this way. And yeah. he was very bad at like he he kept calling her a good girl and the praise words were only supposed to be used for specific things. He's sure. like, but she's a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great line coming up. <laughs> He's just a deep sleeper. You miss sucker. Sucker. Once, pal. <laughs> All right, so we've got a vampire being destroyed by a radio. That's right. Well, the arrow helped. Oh, I like to. Helps. <laughs> so who's who's the imploder? Oh, uh, the one that went down the bathtub drain. Oh, that was melting. That was not so much imploding, I wouldn't say. Death by stereo. <laughs> <laughs> that was all. Just that. I love that line. So the next one and last one I have is 132. Oh, it's probably the same as mine. All the damn vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's the best line of the movie. And the fight scene's good because once again, like if you look at this, a lot of the stuff that they did, it's a lot of darkness. They were able to shoot this. I'm sure it was a lot of wire work, but they mm-hmm. they did it simply. You know, I mean, there's been so many movies that have that have tried to just CGI it up and just yeah. be like, look, there's these two guys flying around. You're like, yeah. dude, just no. I mean, yeah. you can get the same effect if you just shoot it right, shoot it dark. Yeah, it has to be dark anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I so much prefer to see effects like this yes. than to see just nonsense CGI'd. Like, it's even Marvel movies, like, it gets to a point where, like, okay, I'm just looking at some artists, or rather hundreds of artists, yeah. doing, like, making things that don't exist bounce around and yeah, create I mean, sparks. I don't know. And, and I really think the only one I, I I don't think anybody can cannot defend is the end of Endgame, like, that battle scene. That works. It's oh, like, no, that was that that's was, amazing. But then you look, think yeah. of, like, Civil War, and you're just like, all right, it's too much. Yeah, you know, because it's like you're in the daylight and everything. It's mm-hmm. it's movies like this. It's like they know they're a movie like this. They know they have to like have uh, trickery. Yeah, camera. yeah. And so this is kind of a, uh, off topic. Well, not off topic, but uh, a tangent from the movie. But uh, all Marvel movies until about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and after Iron Man one. In in that kind of in that kind of window of Marvel movies, all the color grading is very gray looking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. It's very odd. It, like uh, Iron Man one was colorful. Guardians is very colorful, but all the other uh, Marvel movies are very gray. And it's kind of trying to live in. And to me, that's a that was a visual choice because they were still like this is grounded in reality. And then it was just like, no, you're a comic book movie. Yeah, let's and, get some color in there because yeah. that's what people want to see. They don't want to see Zack Snyder, you know, yeah. washboard crap of of cinematography. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it was a conscious decision to not make it colorful. But yeah. there was also I, I watched a video on this. It was a uh, a switch from film. Yep. To not the red cameras, but what's the other one? The Ari, Ari, yep. Ari Alexa. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It was that one, yeah. and so it gives you an image that's very gray looking. Oh yeah, because it's it's got a lot of information and a lot of picture yeah. information in it, yeah. so you can do what you want with it. You can make it as colorful as you want. Yeah, and they just didn't. So yep. will we ever see 
A yellow suited Wolverine. <laughs> I think so. You, I, you I, have actually, hope? I really do. I, I, no, I, I really do because Marvel, Marvel's been able to do the whole thing where they're just like, yeah, yeah, like we're going to make you have you have a comic accurate costume. But I think it depends on the tone of the movie. So as, as I guess if they reinvent uh, the X-Men. They will. Yeah. Yeah, I could see I, that I, happening. I, will. I mean, I will it happening. be bright yellow? No. No. But it'll look like similar to what that deleted scene in the Wolverine was where you saw his, his suit that um, the girl gave him where you actually see the helmet and everything, and it was this kind of dark yellow and black. The Wolverine with uh, Ryan Reynolds as the... No, that's the... So the second movie... So the first one's called X-Men Origins Wolverine. Right, then there's okay. The Wolverine, yeah. and then there's Logan. Yeah. The Wolverine well, there's was also the one like, he was in Japan. Oh, okay, okay. So, At the very end of that, in a deleted scene, he gets the suit. She gives him as he opens up a briefcase when he's on the plane, and it's the the, the, the Wolverine helmet with the gloves, with the little... Where his claws come out. Right, and right, right. And you're just like, Cool that's what you'll see. You'll see a darker version of yeah. the yellow. But that was all still uh, Fox. Is, is yeah. Fox the one that owned yeah. uh, X-Men? Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. But that, that's the thing. I mean, it, there's precedent. Yeah. So. I would love another uh, Lady Death Strike. Yeah. Uh, what's the deal with uh, Spider-Man? Who owns him anymore? It's still Sony. Because I thought that they had done some sort of deal where he could also appear in no, he, real Marvel did. movies. They did, yeah. I mean, like, I but mean, it's still really owned by Sony. Yeah, Sony owns the rights for Spider-Man movies. Marvels, Marvel and Disney still own Spider-Man, obviously, in the you know um, comic books and things like that. And video games, it must be Sony because it's a yeah. PS4 exclusive yeah. and five exclusive. Yeah. But they know a uh, uh, rising tide floats all boats, so yeah. it's like, why not have Spider-Man in the universe? Because it's it's only helping you. I mean, why didn't they do that for X Men? Well, this is before really. The, like the X Men had had these Marvel movies come out ten years before. You know, but in, in Civil War they didn't have any of the X Men when well, they had Spider Man. Well, because Fox hadn't. Fox was still holding on. Yeah. To like, no, we're gonna be fine. You know, we're gonna be fine. And then, um, <laughs> fools. By that time, it was too late. And now it's just now it's a whole new world now. So now yeah. now they can slowly bring them in because they were bought by uh, Disney. Yeah. We are tangenting pretty far, though, from the yes. Lost Boys. Uh, okay, so we're at... The end. The end. The end. All right, let's get the, the line that everyone came for. Dad? Make the noise. Do the thing. Dad, are you all right? One thing about living in Santa Carla, I never could stomach all the damn vampires. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> Whoops. It's like, like, People are sort of strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Oh. Streets are Thank you very much for listening to Rose Tinted Reels with Zach and Allison and guest host Christopher Bartlett. This has been a fun evening of uh, fun vampires no and sexy kids. No, all right. So this is... I that. was like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> we still have had four and five. <laughs> I was like, what? Yep, that's, uh, that's the movie for you. So, uh, all right, Allison, Chris. Yes. Was it as good as you remember? Of course. Yes. I watch this uh, yearly for the Halloween season. So. Yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna, I literally I make it, have that in my notes, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to make it part of my rotation also. Yay! So yeah. I guess spoiler alert. Yeah, you liked, you it. liked it. Well, I didn't hate it anyway. Well, he's watching it for the Saxman. 
Yeah, I, have, I, yeah, I, I love that sax man. What's yeah. his name again? Timothy? Tim Capello. Tim Capello. I'm telling you, if once this all all this pandemic goes away and he comes back to, we got to go to Ramshead. Mm-hmm. I will see him and he, he is, better be shirtless. I've seen where recent your, photos Where's of your leggings? <laughs> you said he's still a bit shredded up? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I saw a recent photo of him um, because like when those tickets went on sale and Timmy and I were talking about it, I was like, I was like, well, we take a look. I, I just I love, he, he has the, just an amazing body, tan as anything. The hair was slicked back. He had the chains on him. And that's that SoCal, man. That's that SoCal. Oh, that was awesome. SoCal, SoCal keep you cutting young. He got me in the heart. He got me in the heart with that performance. And the feels. So, uh, all right. So did your perspective change on uh, anything in this movie over the years? Uh, well, from yeah. first seeing it to, you know, now, Oh, this is a picture of him now. Was that the recent photo of him? There you go. Yeah. He just looks older. Yeah. But he still looks, he's got some guns. Uh, and he's still got the chain on him and everything. Still got the hair Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Um, so I, I will say that, yeah. So my perspective changed. I think it was the one we were talking about earlier. You know, the whole idea about like the lost boys meaning something more than just uh, yeah. Peter Pan reference. And that was an interesting perspective. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. But other than that, no, I mean, I, I think it was, it's, it, it's pretty much all the, it's, it, it, it still feels the same way. Um, yeah. See, there he is. Look at that man. Look at that man. See? What, what a man. But How just, old is he now? he's probably in his like I mean he's probably there he's probably in his early 30s maybe late 20s early 30s and that was what like 30 years ago so he could be pushing 60 65 65 still wow. looking that good See? good for him good for him and he was going to be at Ramshead in Annapolis yeah so yeah so the, the um yeah it, it, uh, other than looking at it like that because I've seen it so many times um and knowing Joe Joel Schumacher like I, I've known from some of his other movies he does like to throw in little things like, you know, it's 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 not just a straight vampire movie. Like you watch Fright mm-hmm. Night straight up. Yeah. Vampire movie. If you were a fan of like the old um, like um, ghost host theater and stuff like that, you know, it's for you because it's, you know, because well, the um, uh, Peter Vincent's character in Fright Night is all about the ghost host theater. So people who grew yeah. up in that era. Yeah. This is straight up like it's it's a vampire movie, but there's more to it. You know, the whole thing about. Like family, you've got two families yeah. kind of warring, and and the one the one family wants to bring in the other family to make one big family. Yeah. You know? So there are little things in there that Joel Schumacher did. That's why I always say this is one of his, this is his like quintessential film. So something interesting that I just learned about Mr. Capello is that he actually was a struggling heroin addict and quit the drug cold turkey in 1979 and began bodybuilding, and that's where he got his iconic look from. Nice. Because you guys, nice. that's that's what a lot of uh, uh, like recovering people say. They said you got to turn one addiction into another one. Yeah, and for sure. him, it was probably bodybuilding, and that's a that's a, you know, that's what that's what Robert Downey Jr. did. He turned his drug addiction and alcohol addiction into like um, yoga and working out and exercise and eating right. I was so gonna was say so he 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 quit drugs because he had a really bad cheeseburger from uh, Burger King. We found out. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's the same for uh, little Tim Capella. Could have yeah. been. I mean. That'd be I mean, such a thing for a Burger King to have two people get off drugs Robert because their Downey food was Jr. so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a you because you do that a lot where you say, "Man, I'm never getting drunk again because I just yeah, I barfed up the Denny's I had at 3 a.m." Yeah, you, yeah. But then you go back and you do it. Right, right. But that's not as serious as like a heroin addiction. So. Sure. Oh man. Well, good for him. Just really good for him. All right. So, what do you think? Did it contribute anything to cinema? I think it's entertaining, but I don't know that it on a Huge franchise contributed much. Like it, it's not like a groundbreaking where they did something completely new and different. Yeah, if it had it's, been the first sexy teen vampire movie, then I would have said yeah. 
But you guys were given examples of yeah. It, it's not the first one to kind of market the idea that a teenager would make an adequate vampire. What about barrel fires? <laughs> Did it have more barrel fires than any other? Probably, other than like, you know, like the running man. There's barrel fires everywhere. <laughs> but I'll say what it did, I think it would, what it, what it did accomplish for cinema is the rut that I think, along with like Silverado in the 80s, did for Westerns. This can be said, I think, that it, what it did for like the horror genre where, you know, you had a long line of horror films, you know, starting in like, you know, um, Universal Movie Monsters, going through Hammer, going to all like the Europe, like the spaghetti horror films. A lot of people mm-hmm. think of spaghetti westerns, but they don't realize that there was a, you know, Dario Argento and the Italian filmmakers mm. were making so many horror movies in the 70s. Mm. It was ridiculous. And they were, they, they were all of a certain type. When you get into the 80s, you have this like glam fest of um, horror films. And I think what Lost Boys did, I, I think if you don't have Lost Boys, I mean, you've already said that, you know, it, it inspired Joss Whedon, but I don't think you have, I don't think you have a Twilight. Like, I don't think you mm. have, um, I don't think you have Buffy the Vampire sl- sl- Slayer, you know, because vampires up until this point was, were like, okay, you had sexy vampire Chris Sarandon, but he was basically just, he was, he was Dracula. I mean, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't mm-hmm. Dracula, he was Jerry Dandridge, he yeah. was Dracula. Yeah. So, you know, and then you- so- and, so attractive. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But you didn't really have this like, you know, uh, until the end of this movie where you see the main guy who's this movie's Dracula, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you were like, oh, well, vampires can just, we can live forever. And it, it, it was kind of romanticizing it that you can always be a kid. You can always stay young, you know, right. things like that. Um, that's why I think what, what Lost Boys does, you don't have, like vampires don't, can be almost unchained now. You know, you don't need like that one guy. Like Fright Night, we were like one guy. Turning vampires or just killing. But this, you're just like, well, anybody can be a vampire. And if anybody can be a vampire, I can be just as cool as them. Oh, that's cool. I mean, this is, you know, yeah. Okay. So it seems like what you're saying then is this is the first movie that made it feel more relatable to be a vampire, especially as a, a, a young person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if people, like, I, I wasn't of the age when this movie came out to be like, even I saw it when it came on VHS, like after it was in the theaters. Mm-hmm. So I saw it like a year later. I was, I was like, like 10. Um, and it was kind of, it was like, cool. You mean I can, I can, I can dress and act like these, like these bands that I'm watching on MTV. Mm-hmm. Cool. I can live forever. I can fly. I can I mean, wear, I can pull off an earring like that. I can pull off an earring mm-hmm. like that. You know? Yeah. At the time I had long hair. So I was kind of like, I can do this stuff. <laughs> I, this is, yeah. So it, it And meanwhile, cool. mom and Ann come in. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> no, not absolutely not. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's. Like before this, like there was really no, oh, it's cool, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it seemed like it was for adults. And now you've got all, no, it, it, all it's right. like you can be young forever, not just you can live forever. You can be young forever. You can, yeah. you can be forever. forever young. Forever. You want to be forever, forever young. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Who is not forever young. Um. Poor fella. I, I enjoy Rod Stewart. All right. So, uh, Allison, thoughts? I appreciate Chris's perspective, and I think that has adjusted what I said. Um, but, like, as far as, like, a new directional, um, adding something new in the cinematic world, I, I like the concept of it adding a new obtainable status of vampire. But um, as far from a directorial and visual standpoint, I, I don't think they captured anything groundbreaking but the story element i will concede to 
Yep, I agree with that. All right, now it's time for the Rose Award Ceremony. So we do a rose who is the um, yeah, the carrier of the that. story and the thorn who is what brings the things down. Okay. So, yeah, and I think it, the thorn is not so much who was the villain of the piece because that would usually be too easy to say. Like, well, he was obviously the villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's, but, bring, he's, he's bringing my buzz down. Yeah, so <laughs> I, th- I think of the thorn more as like he was maybe one of the good guys, but he just messed up a lot and he was just bringing, like he was preventing things from happening or just, just screwing things up for the, the main character for or whatever. Example, like in, uh, we, when we did Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, we said Barry Bostwick was too vanilla to be the thorn. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think we both said that uh, Frankenfurter was the rose and the thorn. Yeah. 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 So that that made, no, that makes complete sense. I, 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 I would agree with that. Yeah. So I was going to say that the rose, I, my rose would go to the grandpa because he kills them at the end. But then at the same time, he didn't warn them that they were here and he should have. So I, I'm taking that back. So I need to okay. think, I need to think on it. So uh, Chris, go, go ahead and give us your, your rose. My rose. <sighs> if you want to think about it, I can share mine. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. My rose is to Nanook the dog, the best damn horror movie dog possibly ever. Absolutely. She prevents uh, Sam from being killed at one point. She she took out more vampires than anyone else. Is that true? I mean, she took out, um, well, she protected against the one, and then she took out the other by knocking them into the, the garlic water. Right. So I guess garlic I shouldn't water. say killed the vampire, but she... Uh, well, she got that one. And she prevented uh, Sam from being killed at one point. Mm-hmm. And what about Frogman, Corey Feldman? Mm-hmm. He killed one in the cave. Mm-hmm. Did he kill one in the house? No. And how many? He tried to. How yeah. many did Michael kill? One. He got David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who killed the others? Uh, the other Corey, the brother Sam, killed Death by Stereo. That's right. Death by Stereo. No, that's, that's all. What about uh, Max? Max was killed by Grandpa. Right. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. Go, I'm yeah. giving it to Nanook. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right about that. And my thorn goes to little vampire Eddie Munster. Why would anyone even turn him? Yeah. <laughs> so what? He, he, we, we, I mean, like, I guess we. That's a good seen, question. I'd like the story on that. Like, I guess we hadn't seen Kirsten Dunst mm-hmm. become a prepubescent vampire yet. So I guess we, you know, or the what, baby vampire? vampire in Brooklyn. Oh God, I forgot about that. Inter- what was what was Kirsten Dunst? Vampire. Yeah, that was Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst was in that yeah. interview with it. Was that Quentin Tarantino's movie? No. no. Neil Jordan. Oh no, that that was that was uh, uh, Brad Pitt Tom, and Tom Tom Cruise. Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. Brad Pitt. Played yeah. this thought. Oh, that's right. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> I love that movie and I haven't watched it in so long. And Christian Slater. Yeah, Christian Slater. Yeah. And Antonio Banderas. But that was actually one of the first, I think it was one of the first movies I ever saw him in. So uh, did you say what your uh, rose was, Chris? Um, Yeah. You're going for Nanook the dog, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, I, I think my rose would have to go with good old grandpa. I, I, I know you say no because of, you know, letting him there, but I really think he's of that generation that just is like, that vampires are fine. Look, I guess my grandson's becoming one. I don't care. It's fine. He's Yiddish. He's, he's Yiddish. <laughs> he's a guy. He's for schnicking the oh, vampire. Oh, for Gavolt, I'm telling you. This is, this is uh, I'm for Klimt. Um, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's just because 
he's he utters the best line in the movie. That's he true. Knows, he obviously knows all this stuff's going on. I really think he's a straight up, you know, like he. You taught, think he's a hunter? He, yeah, he taught the Campbell and Winchester families everything they know. <laughs> now he's just living in Santa Carla, and he's just chilling on his retirement. He doesn't care. This but is he, canon now. Yeah, I was gonna say the, the <laughs> most interesting thing about this man was off screen. Exactly. He just he's you know he's got you know he's got the same tattoo that I have right here. You know that that keeps the demons out. You yeah. Know, the it's, demon one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like I'm like this is just you know the center of this film he's the heart and soul of this film all right fair enough and so who would you give your thorn to a thorn to i would have to go with eddie munster mm-hmm. eddie munster because it's just a scene where, where when he's turning he's like <laughs> well yeah, you can't blame him he's a little fella i know but then he's like Meh! any kid in a horror movie <laughs> you think he says Meh! any kid in a horror movie is usually annoying and he's he's not he's not Baba Duke annoying, but he's close. He's not oh, Lucy gosh. from Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, annoying, yeah. He's close, though. So. There was another kid vampire. Oh, God, I'm going to forget the name of the movie. This one, it was like a pack of vampires again, but there was a kid vampire in that that was like high up in the ranks of the, the group. All I can think of is kids that are annoying in horror movies are, are Malachi from um, Children of the Corn. <laughs> the The main child? Outlander. Who is like speaking? Outlander. Yeah, Malachi, yeah. the one that sounded like the yeah, and the one that becomes a demon at the end. Well, that that sounded like. Did I do that, Urkel? Urkel or, or uh, <laughs> Leslie Jordan? Well, I don't know. My th- I think my thorn is gonna have to go to uh, Sam. Really? Hear me out. Because if Sam didn't call out uh, Michael to his little vampire uh, frog buddies, then Michael would have become a vampire. Yep. Probably would have made his first kill. Mm. And I mean, they would have lived happily ever after. As vampires. Yeah. In a cave. And, and never died. How cool would that be? Near Dark was what I was thinking. Oh, I haven't seen Near Dark in forever, but I know it. Yeah, it's Bill Paxton, Lance Henriksen, right? Yeah. The, yeah. But there was that little kid in there that. God, just, I forgot all about that, actually. That's actually a movie yeah, I should watch this he's year. He's obnoxious. Okay, that's I a, hate that kid. That's a movie I should watch again this year. I've not watched that one years. that you probably have seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near Dark. Near Dark's one of those ones that you 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 got to go deep you have in the to weeds. Look for it, yeah. yeah, I mean this it's kid. it's a cult film, but he was the kid who was in Teen Witch, and I hated him in Teen Witch too. I think I'm yeah, not I him. the sequel, but Teen Witch also. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, I think right. that, uh, and then Michael, I think would have uh, he would have turned Sam into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Well, it had to, and then the mom, and blah, and, blah, blah. Yeah, so and then they so would, and then she would have been the den mother to all these guys. She would have been the Wendy yeah. in this Peter Pan analogy. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the perfect scenario. They never die. So, I think it's all Sam's fault that it didn't happen. Mm. Well, he, well, he, he can't carry the vampire, but he can carry you. I mean, honestly, and the, the main vampire, Max, seemed like a stand-up dude. What? Seemed like a real nice I mean, guy. Yeah, we didn't see him just willy nilly kill. Yeah. I mean, he's a father figure. Yeah, he like he honestly seemed like for a vampire. He seemed like he, a decent. He's like holding, you know, he's like holding like Sam here, and he's just like you know, he's just like holding out his hand, like come on, take my hand. <laughs> you know, I'm just like I'm like man, that is a that's a pathetic looking. Please, it's a desperate please. move, yeah. desperate vampire right there. Well, desperation breeds desperation. Indeed, so. But that's my thought on that. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to the ratings. So for the genre ratings, I had 80s-ness and scariness as my two subcategories. 80s-ness. 80s-ness. 80s-ness and oh, scariness. Gosh. So I said comedy horror again. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, so I gave it. I didn't get any comedy though. There wasn't a whole lot of comedy. Well, there was a couple one-liners in there that were pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's actually like if you Google search it, it says horror comedy. Yeah. I don't know. I just did the the. Because it wasn't scary to me. It definitely wasn't scary. I've rated yeah. it a one for scares, but I'll, also it wasn't funny. <laughs> so I don't see how it was. Well, a horror I comedy. mean, but but there's like lines. I mean, it's funny in the way '80s movies were funny. You know, like I mean, technically, like Dream Warriors, it came out the same year. Horror film, but there are some classic freaking. I mean, come on, it's like you know, this is your big break in TV. Welcome it. to prime time, bitch. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's straight up. You're like, that was funny, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a horror film, and and that's how the '80s like horror films were. I mean, watch Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons is just straight up cheese ridiculousness. Yeah. Well, that's how I found Waxwork. Like Waxwork yeah, was retro thing. retrospectively, yeah. it's it's funny because it's so just kind of dumb. But there wasn't anything outright horrible about it yeah. yeah yeah and and i don't think they it, it's possible that they wrote it in some places to be funny but i think more often than not it was funny just because it was poorly made <laughs> no i think they knew that they were making something ridiculous yeah it was yeah. definitely one of those 80s low budget yeah films. Like, once again like go back to night of the demons it is a really low budget film uh the lipstick mm. and the boob thing i just because the are you talking about look breakfast club it's so weird lipstick and the boobs no, no, in Night of the Demons, someone inserts a lipstick into a breast. Can you, you know what bugs me the most about that scene? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, I still you know what, don't understand it. You know I've seen the movie. You know what bugs me the most about that scene? It's when she's, because she's like doing this thing where she's, because she's becoming a demon and she's like putting the lipstick on her skin. When lipstick goes on skin, it goes on a certain way. You're like, oh, that's that's lipstick going on a skin. Yeah. But when they put the fake the prosthetic, boobs, the prosthetic, yeah. And it's just this rubbery skin, yeah. the way it's barely, the lipstick's barely showing up. And I was like, you guys couldn't have done anything else latex wise to make that. Right. Look like or like, <laughs> like show her painted it on and then flash away for a minute and then put like a pre-painted prosthetic. Well, what year was she, this? Oh, oh gosh. 80. Okay. So late enough where yeah, they had options. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, you could, but that's the thing. It was just bad. Somebody was like, yeah. I'm going to make some fake boobs so we can put a <laughs> lipstick in. Well, also like the strobe light dancing like that didn't. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was just weird. But that was Linnea Quigley. She just wanted to get naked in every movie she was in. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it, it didn't feel like a comedy to me, this uh, Lost Boys movie. Mm -hmm. It felt like a coming-of-age movie. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there, I didn't think there were any laughs, really. The last line where the grandpa says, yeah. that, that, oh, that, that, was, by, that was funny. Death by Stereo, the Frog Brothers just being so over the top, you know, little things like that where it's... Yeah, like, that's fair enough. And, and that's another thing. I, that's another example of where I couldn't tell if they intended it to be funny or if it just happened to be funny because it was kind of goofy and they didn't mean it to be. Let's see, I think that was the 80s. Like, I think yeah. that, like, going back to that, that's the 80s. So like, even when it first came out, people people thought that was funny and... Yeah, yeah, because okay. yeah, people were like, that was the cheeseballness of the of, of 80s horror. I yeah. mean, it was hard to watch, like, a straight... Right, fair enough. You would never see Insidious in the 80s. Yeah. Like, that's the mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. You know, or, or The Conjuring. Because it know? takes itself too seriously. Yeah. And Conjuring this, is also on Zach's list. I've, I haven't seen the first. I've seen the second one, though. Uh, I enjoy the second one more. I think I was scared more in the second one, um, but the first one still is really good. How many are there? It's just two. The third okay. Well, out and then there's year. the Annabelles and yeah, which I are part and La Llorona. That wasn't that good. Well, but Annabelle it's still that two, universe. Annabelle two is so much better than the first one. In fact, I would say don't even watch Annabelle one. Watch Annabelle two. Hmm. Yeah, okay. but there's things that you need to know about. Could I watch a YouTube recap? Yes. Uh, I mean, I've I've barely seen the first Annabelle. I've I've probably seen five minutes of it, and I was hmm. fine. Well, really, the best Annabelle was the first five minutes of the Conjuring one. Okay, yeah. <laughs> mm. 
So my rating was a six out of ten. So you gave it a horror comedy score of six out of ten. Mm-hmm. Directing, I gave a seven out of ten, well, even though it's a Schumacher. So the I, my other rating of eightiesness, mm-hmm. I gave it a ten out of ten. Perfectly eighties. I don't. Th- I couldn't imagine a more eighties yeah. movie. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, and it's late eighties because the eighties had different times. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, there was there was different cheesiness, and this was late eighties cheesy because yeah. of the uh, the whole like it's LA. Yeah, it's just straight up like of of this late eighties uh, um, Southern California glam rock scene. Yeah. All right. So for directing, you gave it seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job. Uh, I gave it a five point five. Well, it, really. I just I think it directing he um captured what he intended to for the film like it it was his vision and he brought it to life in the way that he wanted to yeah that's fair so my mine came from a place of uh an overall like looking at all uh movies and saying all right 10 is you know the best directed movie ever and Mm -hmm. so five i 5.5 i don't think is a bad score in that scheme of things i i would agree with that yeah um, so I thought it was a, a really well-directed movie, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not as you would always argue Citizen Kane or it's, it's not Godfather. Or, yeah. It's not, or as Scarface as present company would say, oh, I mean, I like Scarface is my end all beat all. You what know, would you like, say is the best directed movie besides 2001? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That <laughs> <laughs> would, you know, um, best directed movie. Yeah. Wow, dude, I don't need, I, I don't, I, I don't know because there's so many that are, that are so good. Um, well, maybe not best, but just something that's top tier for you. Top tier. I mean, best directed. I mean, I would go Citizen Kane. I mean, the movie is not actually that good. Right. But what he did directing and creating cinema in that film is where, I mean, and that's the thing. And since he directed it, it was his baby yeah. that I would say that that probably is the best directed film because of what he created for modern cinema. You don't have modern cinema without Citizen Kane. So my that so in my scheme of things, my scale, that would be your 10. Mm-hmm. And so where do you think directing wise, this movie would fall into that scale having that as a 10? Yeah. So where would this fall? So I, my directing was, I, I was a seven out of 10 too. And I think because that's taking the genre, taking the time period and taking what Joel Schumacher has done, you know, around this and what, what he would do after this. Um, I still think this is one of his quintessential films. I mean, time to kill is still probably, probably his best. But yeah, I mean, like directing wise for the time, for what it was, it was well done. Like absolutely, it could have gone completely off the rails. Yeah, and it could have been a night of night of the demons. I mean, it's it's easy. It's 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 a teenage vampire movie Mm -hmm. if you if you boil it down. But it didn't. It didn't go off the rails, and it actually made you feel something. And it made me years later feel like, well, wait a minute, what if this is also about you know the way I was talking about earlier, like people just getting lost in Southern California. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, so what do you give it for writing? Uh, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 based on our conversations earlier. I actually lowered my score mm. because there's a lot of things that I accepted um, based on my own knowledge of vampires um, and, and their lore and what I projected onto the film, which isn't actually clarified at any point. So I, I lowered it to a 5 out of 10 for vampire loopholes and lore. Uh, I also gave it a five. What would you say writing wise? I'd say, I'd say five. And I think uh, as well, because it's that to me, 50, 50. Um, it's because this is almost like cut and paste dialogue. 
Mm. Literally, it, you could just sit there and just you'd be sitting around, you know, drinking with your buddies and write this dialogue. There's nothing really, <laughs> there's nothing really Shakespearean about it. That's yeah. why I think five. Well, at least it wasn't written in three days like Waxwork was. Yeah, that's Did you know that was literally written in three days? No, I, it, I mean, it doesn't shock me. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> shock me. Because knowing how horror films, because horror films are the, are, the, are the most independent film produced genre, it's because it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to write a horror film. Yeah. And it's inexpensive usually to... Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's so easy to write and get a bunch of group of friends together. Nine times out of ten, if you talk to a bunch of uh, uh, teenagers and they're making a film, they're, what are you making? A horror film. Because they're not going to say a romantic comedy or an action <laughs> film because it's got car chases. They're going to be like, we're going to make a horror film you about know, kids in a, in a house getting murdered. It's like, okay. Yeah. But I feel like a romantic comedy would be just as easy to make. Less makeup. True, but it, there's nothing exciting about there's it. Nothing exciting there's nothing about exciting about it. It's not at all. All right, so acting. What do you think? Six out of ten. Six out of ten? Mm-hmm. Almost seven. Seven out of ten? Yeah. Uh, I gave it a 5.5, 5, which again, by my scale, is is so... It's a that's it's a, respectable. He's the tough Russian judge. Uh, no, Well, no, no. I mean, but again, I'm, I'm putting it... if you had done a triple back salt instead of a quadruple, you would have had more time. Well, but it's you have to like you have to take in like genius performances on the same scale as this. That's what I'm trying to do. But see, I don't. What I do is, is I look at it as like, okay, boom, this genre. I'm looking at this genre yeah, yeah, as, yeah. as a whole. Like, I'm not even going to compare this to like, say, I don't know, well, Godfather. I'm gonna. It's a totally different. It's a totally different animal. Right. That's why I hate when people are like, "Well, you know, I, I I don't like the Marvel movies because blah blah blah." And I'm like, "It's a you, you just compare the Marvel movies to Hitchcock." Or, or Scorsese, because yeah. you know, I've seen people do that. And I'm just like, because Scorsese talked out about it. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, well, you can't compare them. They're two totally different things. And I and I wouldn't. As, yeah. Like, the acting for those movies is perfect for those movies. Yeah, exactly. And, and I enjoy them for what... And just like I enjoyed it for this movie, yeah. I thought it was the perfect acting. I thought they yeah. did a really good job. Yep. But for this scale, just what I happen to be doing, and yeah. you don't have to do the same. Oh, no. What, I, 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 I was just saying, like, like for me, like I could also look at the acting and say The Godfather and say, well, maybe it was a six. And people are like, you just said that the acting in The Godfather is is, is worse than, than Lost Boys. I'm like, no, exactly. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. And I'm trying to put it all on one spectrum, but yeah. I it's I know it, that's that's a tough thing to do, especially for oh, genre movies. But that's but that's that's what you want to do. So that that's that's yeah. good. I mean, because like you know how that that's you know what you're talking about, and you know what you're saying. And, yeah. And, and, and I at least try to make it clear to the, yeah. the audience that that's kind of what I'm after. Anyway, so as an overall critical rating, your real rating, what would you give it? I lowered my original score um, to a 6.5. Okay. So what would you give it? Eight. As a critical score? Eight out of 10, yeah. All right. Like if I was doing this, um, if I was giving it um, a rating, my ratings usually were like like uh, uh, letter write ratings when I used to do movie reviews, and I would give it like a B plus. Okay. Yeah. But that's once again, in that genre, yeah. in that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I gave it overall uh, 5.5, but that's my critical score. Mm-hmm. So my heart score is something different. What was your heart score? I My heart score was uh, still a 7. Still a 7? And heart score for you? That's probably about the same. It's probably still an 8. Uh, well, my heart score is an 8. No. Aww. I really liked it. Yay. I'm going to watch it every uh, season. I'll probably watch it again before this season's out. 
Yeah, no, like, yeah, because yeah, it, it's definitely worthwhile. And with it starting tomorrow, uh, AMC's got the Fright Fest, and I think it's on Fright Fest. You mean this year. starting yeah, today? Yeah, <laughs> anyone say that? But yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 actually on uh, AMC's Fright Fest. I, I'm going to be so cranky tomorrow. <laughs> At least Mark will have to deal with that. You know, I was going to say I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm going to text you all. <laughs> That's bitter fine. words. I'm grumpy. <laughs> I'll just I'll just crawl to bed and go to the studio for a little bit. This yeah, but. This this movie made me love dumpster fires or uh, barrel fires. Barrel fires. Yeah. <laughs> we're living in a dumpster we're, we're fire. We're living in a dumpster fire. Yes, yes. Uh, Should and, love that. And it made me love shirtless sax men. I'm telling you. Uh, and you. genuinely, I am not being ironic about that. I loved it. It was, uh, it was great. Yeah. You know, I think that's it's probably one of the higher scores you've given. A 5.5? No, no, no. For your personal. Oh, for my heart rating? My heart rating. Yeah. Uh, Sleuth was up there. Sleuth has to be up there. Yeah. Sleuth is definitely up there. That's a good one. I mean, Breakfast that was before Club we is... did a personal rating. Yeah. So we're going to have to go back and give things personal ratings that we didn't before. Yeah, I think we should. Because I think Breakfast Club would be up there. Maybe a seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe an eight, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I've seen Breakfast Club so many times. <laughs> I've only seen it uh, twice. I'm a little burned out by it. And I, I don't understand the obsession with it that people have. Namely, some person we know who's in the lives in Virginia and always talks about the breakfast club and has to go see it in the movie theater. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've seen him oh, post about it. Yeah. I was like, oh. I, I, I don't understand why he's so obsessed with it. I'm just like, really? Because, okay. Has he listened to our episode? He should have. He better have. Let's let's reach out to him on Dang. the on the socials. Dang. The yeah, real, the only Kevin Smith. Yeah. Just, yeah. The real <laughs> All right, so uh, in our final act, what is our next movie going to be? It is Scream. All right, so let's pull up a trailer for it and let the let the audience know what it's all about. While he loads that, I would like to thank our music creative mind, Mr. Julian Crowhurst, previously of Barnes & Noble fame. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. I haven't seen him in forever. So thank you, Julian, for creating our theme music at That's the cool. Rose Tinted Reels. All right, so here is the official trailer for Scream, 1996. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? <laughs> She's given him so much information. Yeah, I know. Like scary movies. Uh huh. You never told me your name. Why do you, do you hear that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street music in the background? Hmm. That was just Nightmare on Elm Street music. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's a West Craven playing a deadly game. Oh, is it? Yep. I didn't know that this was West Craven. Oh, yeah, this was West Craven. Someone who's seen one too many scary Kevin Williamson, actually. Now, he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. And this is that 90s um, movie voice guy who did everything. Yeah. Including Mojo Holy Moses! What? There are certain rules. Um, same, back, some stupid the, the some Look at those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Jesus. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one. You'll never see that. You can never have sex. <laughs> hey, it's actually ever, fitting you guys are doing this. You're doing the fifth one. Say, mm-hmm. I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Isn't he the bad guy? 
Yeah, you haven't watched it yet. I have. I saw it when I was this big. That doesn't he count. He said he saw the Indian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen all of it. Maybe. I don't remember. Director Wes Craven. This is a movie where like the sequels just as good. Isn't the sequel... That's not always... You gave nothing away, but that could be a good or a bad thing. Doesn't the, the sequel's it, just as good as the first one, oh, which was trash. Which was <laughs> garbage. Wasn't no, the sequel was, on a like a like a film set? Uh, no, the no. sequel was in college. The third one was yeah, on the film. Yeah, I think that's they're making the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then the fourth right. one has very young Emma Roberts in it. I just finally watched that for the first time. I think last, uh, maybe it was last Halloween or maybe it was this spring. I liked the opening a whole lot. Yeah. It was, where it was yeah, the it was opening good. within an opening within an opening yeah, within so an opening. I thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, like it was, I mean, overall the movie was good. Um, this, this was good. Yeah. Wes Craven and like that, that music in the background, there was some, uh, there was, it was, um, the opening to Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Yeah. So I was kind of like, wow. Okay. That's <laughs> interesting. I never actually paid attention to that, but that being the original trailer. So, Allison, do you remember what your nostalgia rating is for this? Seven. Christopher, what would you give Scream as a nostalgia rating out of ten? Nostalgia out of ten? Uh, I'd say probably a six. A six? A so six. you're going lower than Allison? Uh, yeah, because it's it's for me that uh, over the years, like the rewatch value isn't isn't as high um, mm, okay. anymore as much. It's like not, yeah, because like once you kind of know it, for me. Once you know, know that it. that guy was the bad guy? Well, it's it's not just that, but it's also... Uh, I think he just confirmed. It, Would you stop trying to ruin just, it for yourself? Um, okay. It's <laughs> not just... it's Yeah, it's... Yeah, like, I don't put that on my list of movies to rewatch every year. I, I got mean, you. If it's on, I'll watch it. I'll put it on the background. Yeah. But I'm not going, boom, let me watch it. We're watching Scream Tonight or Scream Versus 2. Versus... I got you. Yeah. Lost like, Boys, where it's... You you yes. actively seek it. And, and, like, Fright Night. Like, I've already watched Fright Night twice this right. season. Night. I haven't watched that this season. I need it's, to watch yeah. it. I like. I was about movie. to say. I know you've watched it. I've made you watch it. No, I like that movie a lot. Have I seen the newer one though? Uh, the newer one you don't need to see, except for David Tennant. Yeah, I was gonna say, but, it, but, it, but it actually is good. Yeah, like, they did a good job with it. But like, like nowhere near as good as the original. No, like, not, no, no, no. Yeah. The, the original is just so good. If, yeah. if the original doesn't exist, this movie is actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. That's actually a fair assessment. I've never heard anyone yeah. describe it that way. Yeah, like, yeah, that's interesting. I've done that with like you know. Like, like I did that with RoboCop. I was like, I was like, if RoboCop '87 didn't exist, this movie still fucking sucks. <laughs> Poor RoboCop. Yeah. Was Hugh Laurie in that movie? I think he was supposed to at least be for a while. Oh, he might have. No, I think he was because like Hugh Laurie, like Michael Keaton was in it. I think Samuel Jackson is in it. And you're just well, like, he's in everything. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, actors. <laughs> okay, actors. Call. Stop it, man. It's like The Expendables. There's just like 50 million stars in that movie. Yep. It's ridiculous. I've never seen The Expendables. I saw the first one. Well, I should say I saw half of it in the theater. I fell asleep. Yeah, it, it's 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 fine. It's nostalgia. It's fine. But Cordelia is in it, correct? Yes, in the first one. I think she shows up. In the, does she show up in the second one? I can't remember. Yeah, she's Jason Statham's girlfriend. Oh, all right. Good well, for Jason Statham. Very good for him. I mean, his career fell apart when he did Meg, but he didn't punch can't that recover shark? from that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's. Yeah, no, it hasn't fallen apart since he since he did Meg because now he's part of the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, I know. He's no, perfectly he's, all right. He's doing okay. 
but his married the to best, a Victoria's Secret model too. Apparently, what's the best? Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What's the best Jason Statham? I'm trying to end this, but I have more Snatch. questions. Snatch. Snatch. Snatch is the best Jason Statham movie. What? Uh, what about Crank? Crank was his like baby. Crank. I like uh, the first Transporter better than Crank. I like first the Transporter first Transporter was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, he was like the the white Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He fought on the oil slick using like the bike pedals. It was pretty sweet. Made me want to cook some guy some Madeline cookies. But wait, you didn't like Crank? I don't know. I mean, Crank was okay. See, that was like, that's like an early 2000s genre movie. Yeah. That I loved. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Like I knew exactly what it was, totally over the top. Mm-hmm. And it, I th- it was reveling in that, the whole movie. And I, I thought it was lovely. It's 1230, guys. Come on. All right, so that's been this episode Look, of Rose Tinted Reels. I got an hour, and I'm fine. No, I'm you can sleep here if you need to. Oh, no, I'm fine, because I'm a wide awake. All right. I usually don't go to bed till 2 anyway. Well, actually, I don't either. Yeah. I yeah. just, I just, yeah, what's a why? Yeah. All right, so that's been this episode of Rose Tinted Reels. Catch us next time for some scream action. I've been your co-host, Zachary Duncan, and my other co-host... Allison Krause, and our guest... Let's thank Christopher Bartlisle. Ah, that's right. That's my secret name. And uh, plug Christopher Darkness. Plug your uh, your podcast again oh, for yeah, all the yeah, listeners. I was gonna say, check us out there uh, to to create confusion. We're out there where some podcasts are being found. I don't know. It's I guess it's SoundCloud to create confusion. You can hear us ramble about random things, and then we talk about a movie. Lovely. Yeah. All right, everybody. With well, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Hey, everyone. All right. So this is a little bit of bonus content. I'd like to re readdress the issue of uh, the loss of power uh, when you invite a vampire in. So uh, Chris and Allison aren't here to defend themselves. So that's why I feel a little bit bad. But I'm just going to throw this out there. And if they hear it, they can they can respond to me. So the framing of it is Michael invites Max inside and Max sired the Lost Boys. So anybody that he sired also has the power or invitation to come inside. Also, apparently the explanation for why the Frog Brothers throwing holy water in Max's face doesn't affect him because there's been a loss of power for the house in general. So when he invited Max in, not only can Max come in and is unaffected by holy water and other uh, methods of hurting vampires, those status changes also took effect for the Lost Boys. So that's why the Lost Boys are able to enter the house at the end of the movie without being invited. But for some reason, the Lost Boys are affected by holy water. So there just seems to be an imbalance of this loss of power. So they were able to come in, but they are still affected by holy water, even though that other same vampire was unaffected by holy water. I don't know. It just seems to be inconsistent. It seems to be a hole in the logic, which is it's not a crime against humanity. I'm not going to lose sleep over it, and I suggest you don't either. But I think it is. I think we can all admit that it is a hole in the logic of this movie. Brilliant though it was. So that's all I have for you. That, I'm, I'm off my soapbox. You can, uh, you can go back to having a, a really pleasant day. Listen to another one of these podcasts or another one. I don't know if you're working. Maybe you're just uh, puttering around the house. Maybe you're trying to get to sleep. 
does the sound of my voice help you get to sleep? Uh, I should hope not. I mean, I hope I'm more interesting than that, but maybe I'm fooling myself. Anyway, you can get back to doing whatever you're doing. Bye.